we pick? Mud. 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 1.0 or 2.0? Mud. Mud. <laughs> Whichever one shall we choose? Mud. 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 Here we go. Welcome. Welcome into the show. How y'all doing? Ah, good evening. Good evening to you. Welcome in. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, the Sunday edition. Welcome in to the show. Let's see who is hanging out with us here this evening. Server sound off. You guys hit it. Hey, what's up, Tabby Moses? Server 20. How you doing? Sinclair, 29. Truck and Chick, 26 and 15. How you doing? Welcome. Herc on 25. Data Systems Technical Chief on 27. How you doing? Lieutenant Razik on 15. Twab on 22. Welcome in. Scaly on server 193. Bernard on 28. Herky the Hawk, 29. Infinite Key on server 9. How you doing? Steven Zarin on server 129. Chala on 15. Dead Dealer, server 15 as well. How you doing? Welcome in. Corkman, server 160. Jet Ski on 37. Killer Centaur, server 25. Howdy doody. Burn Like Ice on 143. Gallum on 21. Courage on 15. How you doing? Fred V. Ready. See, I said his name wrong in our video. I said Vreddy. He was like, ah. Not to be too picky, but it's V-Ready. Yo, what's up, V-Ready? Server 196, Lady Cass on 15. Taryn Wolf on 15 as well. Saltrix on 36. How you doing? Welcome. I Beglin on 32. Blokeman 134. My volume seems hot. My volume is hot, you say? Well, then I can turn it down a little bit. There. See if that's a little bit better. Hey, what's up? Omicron, 16. Wicked Witch and Orion Pax on 15. I'm not to. On 13. Narvalin on 22. Admiral Dad on 15. Uh, Svanen on server 8. Jayberg, 32. Slaughterer on 34. Welcome. Shinjo on 26 and 43. Wonder Woman on server 31. Hello. Devil's Advocate on 20. Captain, 15. Arian on server 30. Dejan on 139. Welcome. Welcome. Quack FU. Quack Foo, that's right, Quack Foo <laughs> on server 31, welcome. Hey, uh, Captain on 15, Omicron 16, Hugo, server 142, JB, welcome into the show, Praetor 5 on 152, Shade says war on server 18. What's up, Battle Droid on server 13, Captain Morgan on server 31, and welcome to you all. Good evening and welcome into the show. What's up, Admiral Winman on server 32? Good evening to all of you. My name is Ultimate DJs, and I'd love to welcome you in to the Sunday event, the Sunday podcast. It is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Good evening to you. Welcome in to my left-hand man and uh, co-host, Mr. Gregor. Good evening to you, the Anonymous Hello. Llama. How you doing, buddy? Doing all right? Good, brother. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome possum. Lots of stuff to get to tonight. What do you say we dive right in, huh? Stupid Let's get to it. No! It is. Yes, that's McGregor. <laughs> McGregor is here. You know, I'll, I'll tell you that, yeah, McGregor, your executive producer, Snake Eggs, is here. Good evening. You know, I'll tell you this. I had a really busy day today. Had a really busy day, and I actually, believe it or not, we have been able now to reach and communicate with the inventor of these satire videos, and we were going to have him on. I don't know if he's here right now. 
we do have a very full show, so we may have to uh, reschedule to another night. But if he pops in, we'll definitely talk to him. But yes, uh, we have found the culprit, and he released a new video. And and you know what? I gotta say, I, I like the new one a lot better, McGregor. What do you think, McGregor? Yeah, Matt Gregor. Matt, Matt Gregor. I like it a lot, too. Yes, yeah, Stevens there. Definitely more accurate this time around. Yeah, this one was really, really good. Uh, he made uh, he made another podcast video for us. Love it. Hey, there he is. What's up, buddy? The, uh, the creator, the newest content creator on the scene. The newest content creator on the scene making uh, these comedy satire videos, and I love them. I think they are hilarious. He, I think he got your hair right the first time around, though. <laughs> <laughs> he probably yeah, he did. did. The hair was right the first go around. It was just the the personality effects that we missed out on there a little bit. Yeah, we're gonna get him in here since he's here. Uh, well, uh, welcome to the newest content creator on the scene, Dream Weaver. Yes, Dream Weaver. Uh, Dark Sider, we'll get you a link to all the satire videos shortly. As a matter of fact, I think some of them have actually been pushed into our Scopely Squad room. So if you want to uh, pop up there, you can check some of them out. Though we pushed some of them into our Scopely Squad room, so you guys can check those out. Yes, I'm a huge. I think he does great work. Welcome, Dreamweaver. We'll get to you here in uh, just a few minutes. First, though, uh, let's get into our stupid news, ladies and gentlemen. President Trump tweeted out. Stupid news. Yes. uh, This one, what did he call it? The, um, oh, I can't remember what he called it. It wasn't stupid news. He made up a new name for it, which I like. We'll have to. uh, (laughs) Now, see, now that was the first one, Stevens Aaron. He made another one since then. And it's, it's really funny. President Trump in the news tweeting that we should move up the first presidential debate because some people have already started voting by the time he faces off with Joe Biden on September 29th. I think he's kind of overreacting, though, McGregor. Uh, half the people who are going to vote by mail aren't even alive to watch the debates. So, you know, I don't think he's really got a whole lot to worry about there. Do you? I mean, <laughs> most people that are mailing in their ballots aren't even alive anymore, so it's fine. An international coalition of scientists, snake eggs, are developing a, pu- a pill that can God, cure I love that snake eggs. A snake, that was <laughs> snake eggs. <laughs> snake eggs. Uh, international coalition of scientists developing a pill that can cure loneliness. Have you guys heard about this, Gregor? A new uh, medical invention, a new drug. I thought that was called cyanide. Can uh, cure loneliness. No, it's not. Uh, Actually, though, there is someone who claims that he's miles ahead in the world of this research. Uh, Bill Cosby released a statement and said, I'm way ahead of you guys. (laughs) 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 That's terrible. All right, uh, folks. Okay, buddy. (laughs) Folks, uh, in all seriousness, tragedy struck this week. I didn't even see this. Gregor sent me the link to what happened over in uh, Beirut, Lebanon, right? It is Lebanon, I believe. This week's blast in Beirut was the equivalent, folks, of 1,000 sticks of TNT. That's what uh, some experts are claiming, is that this explosion was the equivalent of 1,000 sticks of TNT. The shockwave went supersonic. Thousands of people injured. Hundreds more uh, had passed away. It was an absolutely massive explosion. And no jokes here, guys. Uh, Absolute love and prayers to anybody affected. I don't know if you guys have seen some of that video. Absolutely mind-blowing. Absolutely mind-blowing. I, I like the way they always give it in terms of sticks of dynamite. Like it, like most people even know what one stick of dynamite does. A I mean, I don't, I don't know what what one stick of dynamite does, to be honest That's with you. my point. It's a horrible system of measurement. <laughs> I, I get it. it. It could be like, you know, 
how many people it knocked down, or I don't know. Man, like, absolutely know, a terrible that? tragedy. But yeah, one of the biggest explosions I've ever seen in my lifetime. Or maybe as they call it in Portland, a peaceful protest. Uh, perhaps. <laughs> There's your joke. There's your joke, Durr. Okay, there's your joke. All right, I'll make fun of everything equally. It's all right. Tom Hanks uh, is in the news being considered for the role as Geppetto in the new Pinocchio live-action film. Uh, right now, he's just trying to pull some strings. Get the get the role. Get it? Pull some strings. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the remake, uh, Pinocchio lies so much that he wants to grow up to be a real live politician. That's what he says. Uh, a woman admitted to the New York Times that she made up a Twitter account for an Arizona state professor who detailed her struggles with COVID-19 before dying from it last month. It turns out the professor never existed. The story never existed. The patient never existed. The woman has apologized for her role in the hoax, uh, but lots of people gained a lot of traction. A GoFundMe had raised over $2 million for the family. Money is now being refunded. People are so crazy with the stuff that they'll fall for on the internet, Gregor. I mean, no one bothered to check this out, but she raised $2 million over this fake story about passing away from COVID-19. People will believe any... level 50. I'm telling you. $2 million. Level 50, bro. Level 50. Uh, I tell you, I, it's it's tough. I don't like to believe stuff on the internet. As a matter of fact, this country stresses me out sometimes. The second I get my gold bars from Nigeria, I'm out of here. Move it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Oh, this is a follow-up to the Beirut article. Lebanon's prime minister said that the mass- uh, massive explosion that rocked Beirut on Tuesday happened at a warehouse, guys, that stored ammonium nitrate. And to answer the new, uh, the new employee's question, no, you cannot smoke in there. You, you cannot do that. However, there was a lot of speculation uh, on Twitter that someone had set up a bomb or it might have been a terrorist attack. Uh, weird thing is, though, when you Google bomb, every story that comes up is about cats. It's kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> all right. I got one more. One more. Billionaire Richard Branson is expected to fly into space, Gregor, on a Virgin Galactic rocket next year, getting him there before fellow billionaires Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. Uh, Branson is going to be in space. Elon Musk will still be higher, but Branson is going to beat him to space. Branson, uh, for those of you who don't know, owns Virgin Airlines, which is the official airline of Comic-Con. And uh, there he is. <laughs> uh, aren't they shut down? Or about to shut down? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's your stupid news. I don't know. Are they getting ready to shut down? I mean, he's got enough money to fly himself to space, so, I mean, he must not be doing that bad. Okay. Yeah, Highway Empire says my jokes are ridiculous. That's the part. That's the point. Uh, no, Shinjo, I didn't talk about the bat bite. He sent me a news story about uh, somebody. What? Tell, tell the story, Shinjo. What was it? Or post the link. Somebody got uh, bit by bat I, I didn't read the article in all fairness sorry <laughs> I, I didn't uh lieutenant razik says virgin has filed for bankruptcy in the u.s so yeah there you go uh good stuff let's talk about more relevant stuff let's talk about uh let's talk about star trek fleet command folks good evening to you welcome into the show uh and uh, the first thing that i want to do uh very quickly dream weaver dream weaver welcome to the show uh let's get you in here first let's uh, let's handle this first uh because a lot of people have really enjoyed your stuff are you able to come in voice there dream weaver if you are, I'll uh, I'll switch your permissions around real quick so you don't have to keep hitting the uh, the push to talk button. But uh, if Dreamweaver 
is able to hop in voice. Let's get you in here real quick and uh, chat with you for a second. Dreamweaver is one of the newest uh, content creators on the scene, guys. And when I say content creator, I mean in such a way that has never uh, really been explored before in this game. Um, it's like it's like Medea goes to Star Trek Fleet Command. <laughs> it is. He's done some great stuff, and uh, and actually, I reached out to him here maybe a week or two ago when he started when he did his first satire video about me. Uh, I reached out to him and and you know talked to him a little bit and said, "Listen, I'd like to get your stuff out there because some of it was really good." He's uh, he's parodied uh, Rick Duels. He's parodied No One Cares. Uh, he's parodied Ramekin. <laughs> so there's some good stuff. Dreamweaver, do we have you in the room here this evening? I know. Can you guys hear me? Uh, hey, we certainly can. Now you know what's crazy? Your voice doesn't sound anything like any of the videos. You you put yourself into your your role really really well like I, let me ask you this question first of all why did you start doing this because i mean obviously we've all been around for a while but your first video didn't come out until about a month ago right no maybe a month and a half well yeah my first star trek video I, i've been an i was an early adopter of of uh youtube so like 2007 i started making stupid videos i've i've and, gone uh, through your channel and looked at some of the old stuff you've done some call of duty stuff uh you've done some cooking stuff is the cooking stuff legit i didn't watch the cooking video but you've got like four or five videos in there about cooking tell me a little no, bit about please that watch, please watch the, the <laughs> cooking videos this, <laughs> that will answer your question okay fair enough so we need to go watch listen uh real quick uh snake eggs if you don't care uh <laughs> snake eggs the executive producer um for uh for our show <laughs> back with track uh the satire edition uh and and he gave everybody names mac gregor uh mac gregor was the co-host uh we had uh, snake eggs uh in there, there i'm were, not offended there was a, a perfect name I'm oh it's that. great there were there were a couple in there right uh some of these characters dreamweaver you you've come up with satire characters for literally uh any prominent name in the game you started your videos about a level 50 player and as i understand it he's actually on your server is that correct yes he is bro <laughs> yeah bro <laughs> level 50 bro scaporin bro level 50 uh thank you snake eyes right there for uh his youtube link you guys got to check this out uh we'll pin this thing up for you guys to actually check and go watch and enjoy some of this content he's done some really really good stuff now you started uh and and, and obviously it's only been a month or two you've how long have you been in the game how long have you been in star trek fleet command I have been playing since December of 18. December of 18. So what prompted you all of a sudden here about two months ago to begin uh, parodying uh, players in the game? Well, I've been making fun of people on Galaxy Chat the whole time. <laughs> He's <or> that guy. <laughs> that, yeah, that's this him. is just the natural progression. <laughs> this is the next step. This is the evolution of your channel. So we started out, and for you know, a lot of you guys know, there's a great player, um, and uh, he is a, a level 50. He's a level 50. Uh, his name is Scarporin, and you started making videos. Now, let me let me ask you: Were these videos uh, created out of I don't want to say malice, but like was there competition between you two, or are you guys buddies? Like, tell me about your relationship with Scott. Oh, it's a it's a complicated one. <laughs> I'm a level thirty one, so I'm I can he can't even hit me. No, but uh, he has told me a few times to level up so that he can. <laughs> um, so I called him a you know I, I've called him a dictator on Galaxy Chat. Uh, we're fine now, but you know, 
So I don't, just, I don't like Roe. Okay, so an, an alliance, uh, two different alliances that kind of butted heads a little bit. Now, so was this was this uh, evolution of your of your character, the evolution of the uh, Scarporan character? Was this obviously kind of based around your relationship with Scott? Like when you made these videos, were you mad at him, or were you, you know, hey, we're good no now. Way. He's a level fifty yeah. pro, and and you know, let's have some fun. Yeah, it's all in good fun. Uh, you know, it's our server's really unique i guess i don't know any others but we all have a good time i constantly tell people i'm only there to annoy i'm not really there to play except i do play <laughs> it's, it's all in good fun he loved it i'm glad there was a there was a couple of days where he hadn't seen it and i had sent it to him in, in pm and and i got no response so i was like oh crap He's coming for our alliance. I know it. You know, I have to wonder, though, uh, because I took a look at your YouTube channel. Uh, the YouTube channel itself seems uh, – it, it just seems like it's not getting a lot of traction. Like, you, we we got to help you promote your videos. He may not have seen the first one that you put out, um, oh, yeah. at, at least right away, because it took a while for it to even kind of get around. As a matter of fact, until you had done the Rick Duels and the No One Cares – uh, videos. That's kind of when my attention was drawn to it because they were talking about it amongst the content creators, and I said, "Oh my gosh, this stuff is great!" I went back and watched the Scott videos, and and uh, and I kind of knew that uh, that my name had a clock on it, right? Uh, let me let me ask you about this first video you did about DJ Best. Uh, the very first video uh, got a little bit of mixed reaction. Obviously, there was some really funny stuff, but there is... So go ahead and answer this question for me, Dreamweaver. There was some speculation that you may or may not have actually listened to our show before you decided to take on the role of DJ Best. I had listened to it very infrequently, and, and it's very possible that Gregor was the voice used. <laughs> I told you, McGregor. I told you that was more you than it was me. There was a lot of there was a lot of conversation about that. As a matter of fact, I even joked because he used a lot of words that I typically use, but he had Gregor's demeanor. So I was figuring like this was like a, a Star Trek Fleet Command love child, uh, is what it was. <laughs> it was it was like the mix of DJ and Gregor. Uh, I have four botany bays. Now that's just that's a lie, okay? In reality, I only have two botany bays. But for that reason, I'll never beat the guy who's got three botany bays, much less the guy who's got four botany bays. So, uh, you know, I'm going to have to grind it out, spend a little bit more money, become more invested. <laughs> at, at this point, I'm assuming that at Ops 36, I'm not even a real person. You know, I'm going to have to... <laughs> gonna 30 have, and below. Yeah, I'll 30 and below. 30 okay. and below. So if you're not a level 30, you're not a real player. You, you just, you're not you're not a real person. Is that a theme on your server? If you're under 30, you're no, not a real player? No. No, okay. that's just a... That's something I projected onto Sky just for fun. <laughs> gotcha. So you've, uh, you've made some of these other videos. Uh, we had a live inside peek at the Lost and Founder server, which was a lot of fun. That was Amergen's parody. Uh, l- let me ask you, what are your... What's your future plans? for for some of these videos you're gonna because you've made pretty much one about everybody Scott's got a got a series going on you you did make a second one about us because you felt like you wanted to come back in and you had told me in private message I wanted to make sure I got it a little bit more right like you know and and by the way the second video man that was funny that was so funny even the the reading of the patrons at the very end oh my gosh it was <laughs> hilarious as a matter of fact tell me if this is true I heard a rumor that you said that that video the second one that you made about DJ best you actually actually wrote out an eight-page script 
Is that true? Yes. Yes, that is exactly true. <laughs> you wrote out eight pages to make sure he could get all that right. Did you did you speed it up any at all, or did you just were you just able to talk that fast? Because there were some parts where you were more talking. effort goes into the parody than it goes into the actual show. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dur, Dur's exactly right. That's it. that's seven Nothing more pages than than what I ever write. That's for Dagon Shore. So, uh, okay, so what are your future plans here, Dreamweaver? You've made parodies about most of the content creators. Uh, you've got a parody of a player or two. What uh, what what's next for Dreamweaver? Well, primarily, uh, it's going to be about Scarporin. <laughs> um, that's my main character. And then, uh, if somebody else wants to get made fun of, let me know. Or if you want to, you want me to watch the show. <laughs> can we nominate people? Can we can you we sure nominate can. people? Uh, yes, Bromania will come up very soon. Bromania. <laughs> the Bromania. Uh, yeah, he's a new show. Yeah, he's a you can keep Romanian. checking in on someone, you know, guarding an empty base. Oh my, gosh, Britallian. Britallian. oh my gosh, Britallian! Britallian! Oh my gosh, Britallian's going to get one. Can I put? Can I put Durr's mom on the list of people to make fun of? Is that okay? Do you do that? I've do you been do told that like family that? members are not off limits. Okay. Yeah, that's right. As a matter of fact, I saw uh, you uh, you uh, speaking in one of the forums that we're in together. You were talking to Rev. I'm sorry, Rick Duels. Uh, you wanted to uh, you wanted to interview his wife for a show, right? Uh, like a comment reading. You wanted to you wanted to speak to Rick Duels' wife. Is that correct? Well, not not exactly. I, I'm going to do a. Uh, one person, three people show, um, <laughs> and I'm going to play all the parts. One I would of, like to see a panic parody. So uh, I would like too. to see. There's, uh, okay. there's going to okay. be a geezer and a panic attack video. Billy from the county. Got to do Billy from the county. Mm. There's a lot. There's a lot that you can do with this. So, so your plan is just to keep going. You're going to find characters within the game. Uh, you're going to develop these uh, these roles, these characters for yourself. And and this is this is a plan for you. Uh, what I'd like to do, and folks, uh, the reason we wanted to bring him on is because he's done some great work here so far. I want to help him grow this channel. As a matter of fact, just yesterday, and I know Vita's not here right now. Just yesterday. I uh, set him up with Vita so that his videos can now be pushed out through the content creator relay. Uh, 64 discords, Dreamweaver, that we're going to start pushing you to. Anytime you make a video, you just post it in there. We can get this out uh, and would love to uh, to share some of this stuff moving forward because it, it's really, really some good stuff, man. Very much enjoyed it. That, that's awesome and scary at the same time. <laughs> we're we're going we're gonna to get those views up, buddy. We're going to get those views up because, after all, how is anybody going to know how they are supposed to obtain uh, the new officer and the new ship in the game if you're not following the latest content creator, and that is Dreamweaver. Dreamweaver, thank you for spending some time with us. We appreciate you talking to us about your content. And, uh, folks, I invite you to check out his YouTube channel. Make sure you catch up on what you have missed thus far and uh, watch our Talking Trek Scopely Squad Room for his future material. You guys make sure and check that out. Thank you, Dreamweaver, for being on the show. And and uh, thank you for the service that you provide. It is uh, you're you're in a, a category all your own. You're a content creator, but not of not like any other programmer or not like any other creator that we've got in the program. So uh, really appreciate you doing something different and providing some comic relief in uh, in this game. It's it's been fun, and I look forward to seeing what you got next. Awesome, thank you. It's my pleasure.
Thanks, man. All right, guys, uh, let's uh, let's take a step back and uh, and talk a little bit about some of the stuff that we do have going on in the game uh, in a in an official non satirical way. Okay, Gregor, you and I have been talking a lot over the last couple days. And the first thing that I want to get to is uh, is officers, okay? The first thing that I want to get to is, is uh, some of these officers. Now, we talked last time. We did a brief overview of the new officers that came out. We did some early speculation as to what officers were going to do what, how these officers could potentially work together. And then we said, hey, we got a lot of testing. As a matter of fact, I think it was even Sinclair that said, you know what? We're going to let these guys hash it out. We're going to come back Sunday. We're going to come back with some uh, some officer combos. I think it was Sinclair that said that. Gregor, are you ready to dive in? Because I've got some data. I know you've got some data. And unfortunately, community, I'm afraid... I have my speedo on. I, I'm Let's afraid that some of this information may be slightly disappointing. All right? It is data, by the way, not data. I've never used the word data in my life unless I'm making fun of something. It is data. Uh, guys, let's talk first about armadas. Let's go first in armadas. Now, we've got these new officers. Uh, early reaction was that Eurydice, 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 however you want to say the name. I'm going with Eurydice. 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 Eurydice? Surely that's not right. That is, that is no. the proper pronunciation. Look it up. <laughs> Eurydice. I'm going to go with your... We're not, we're not going to do this every show, are we, with her? <laughs> every single show. Eurydice. Let's go with Eurydice. Let's go with Eurydice, okay? Uh, Eurydice, at first glance, Gregor, looks to be a really, really great officer. So let's start with the positives, okay? I love the Eurydice officer card, okay? I really, really do. Now, folks, I- I'll go ahead and tell you straight up. Uh, we have almost all but determined none of these officers are ridiculously, magnificently, OP at Tier 1. None of them. Correct. None of them. As a matter of fact, at Tier 1, all of these officers are fantastic uh, or have other more traditional crews that are better uh, for them to be used, more fantastic crews. For example, let's talk about Armadas. Some of the testing that we ran with Armadas uh, was... uh, Eurydice. Did, did I say that right? Is that what we decided to go with? Eurydice. Uh, Eurydice. Yes. Mud Eurythmics. Eurythmics. Eurydice. Mud 1.0. And then maybe a con, right? Uh, or some other type of damage officer. That was one that we started with. Uh, you know what? I think I've got some graphics. Hang on a second. Let me see if I can throw up a, a couple of graphics. Because we, uh, we did run some armadas. Uh, we did a couple of testing things. And, and uh, let me see. If I've got some screenshots that I can share with you guys here. All right. Uh, first one. Here we go. We ran MUD 2.0. We ran Eurydice in the side card and MUD 1.0 on the side card. This screenshot is coming into your graphics room as of right now against a level 31 uncommon. I took it as a solo and failed miserably. Death to my ship. Death to my crew. Now, you may remember as a control, as a baseline... All right. I ran this test before the last show. I'm going to post this up. By the way, I've also increased my research by two notches since. So if you take a look there at five as Captain Kirk and Spock on my Stella, had no problem. Well, I, I mean, didn't, I don't want to say I didn't have any problem. I could only do 131 on my hull. But I soloed that armada. I killed it. There was a level 31. I got the loot. Okay, So just in those two screenshots, you can see the absolute definitive comparison 
between some of these new officers compared to some of the officers that we've used in the past. Now, somebody else said, hey, listen, damage might be a little bit more important. Let's take five out of there. The argument, by the way, was that if you could sacrifice the loot bonus from five of ten, then you could potentially hit up a level. So the idea was, hey, let's sacrifice that 40 or 60%. Let's go with a Kirk Spock Con, increase your damage, and maybe you can go up a level. Well, not in my case. Not in my case. I went against that same level 31 uncommon and, again, barely defeated it. Now, I did a little bit better. Obviously, Khan worked for me a little bit better. I mean, Gregor, what do you think we're talking there? Less than 5% hull difference? Yeah. Less difference than, in your dice versus your dice. Yeah. <laughs> less than 5% difference between a 5 of 10 Kirk Spock and a Kirk Spock Khan, meaning that I could not have leveled up. I could not have gone in solo to 33. So in my particular situation, and guys, this is going to be different for everybody. In my particular situation, five Kirk Spock is still the best way to go for me. I'm getting some mitigation. I'm getting the loot bonus, and I've still got Kirk and Spock for survivability. But you take a look at that top screenshot there. Boy, Discovery Mud, Eurydice, and Mud 1.0 not getting the job done. Why is that? Why is that? Let's revisit very quickly. Uh, let's revisit the officer abilities of, of these three particular officers because these are the ones that I'm going to focus on today. These, uh, these three officers are where I'm going to spend a little bit of time. Let's start with uh, Discovery Mud, all right? And I'm going to uh, take these from, previous, uh, the, for, from the previous show. Guys, just remember, okay? Uh, Discovery Mud has the captain's ability of a 40% chance to raise the shield mitigation to 98%. 40%. That will increase with synergy, by the way. And by the way, uh, I didn't show this in a, in a graphical form, but I'm getting 20% synergy per side. As a matter of fact, as far as the three groups go, Gregor, uh, Mud 1.0, 2.0, and Eurydice are three different groups. So I got full synergy. So that took me to 80% chance to do that, uh, that captain's maneuver there. The officer ability, 823 ways to die, that's rough. That's rough. That is a 20% chance to double the shots. FYI, if you're using this on a Stella, it does not double your shots. At least not how we would expect. We even said on the last show, that'd be great. That means we'll get 16 energy and... Um, no, what did we say? We were getting 8 energy and 8 kinetic. So we said we'd get 16 energy and 16 kinetic in round 1. You remember us saying that? Mm -hmm. Hashtag fake news. Hashtag fake news, wrong information, I lied. <laughs> All right, uh, Harcourt Fenton Mud, Discovery Mud, that 20% chance to double the shots is on base. If you look at the base value, you get two energy and two kinetic in round one. The Stella Research bonus is what's increasing it to eight and eight. So, meaning I get eight and eight in a normal circumstance if... That 20% proc fires, I got 10 and 10. Not actually super spectacular for me. Not in the Stella, anyway. All right, I went from eight shots to 10. It's not firing, you know, super huge shots. Basically, long story short, I probably saved my target in the neighborhood of three to 400,000 damage. That's it. Three to 400,000 before mitigation. Okay, so I am not enamored with this particular crew uh, or this particular officer for Armadas. Okay, not at all. Let's take a look at Eurydice again very quickly. Let's revisit her. Eurydice, uh, the captain's maneuver is the, <coughs> excuse me, the 
sorry, the 10% boost to damage of the weapons, which is, by the way, base. That was confirmed not as net. That was confirmed as base if you put her in the captain's chair. Now, every time the shield ta or the ship takes shield damage, it is compounding, and that is compounding, compounding from round to round. So that is a stacking damage boost that does last throughout the entire battle. That's a cool uh, ability. I like that ability. Uh, but again, in, in you saw what happened when I ran that in combination with some of the other officers. I just got spanked. Okay, The officer ability, I like this one. But again, the proc chance. The proc chance on all of these officers, Gregor, I feel like is just a little bit low. All right, we've got a 35% chance. 35% chance to heal the shield health by 5%. Okay, this is essentially the closest thing to uh, blue Spock that we have ever had. You have a chance to regen your shields once the shields go out to zero. And then, of course, uh, and I actually, we didn't have a screenshot for the original MUD 1.0, but uh, the original MUD 1.0, his officer ability, which is the one I'm most interested in, is that you get a 200% uh, bonus to damage when the shields are depleted. 200% bonus to damage, which, by the way, is also on base stats. Everything is base, always base. 200% bonus to base when the shields are depleted. So, this was the line of thinking. This was the thinking behind these officers, and uh, at least in first reaction, Gregor, we said, wow, Eurydice with MUD 1.0 sounds phenomenal. Right? It sounds like you can double dip. When the shields fall, mud's going to proc. But if Eurydice procs and brings the shields back, then the shields fall again. And then mud will proc again when the shields fall a second time, and so forth and so on. How many times can you get Eurydice to proc in a single battle? The odds are pretty low because she's only 35% at base level or at tier one. Now, here's what we found. Uh, we have found that Eurydice goes up to 45% at Tier 2. So the odds are getting a little bit better. Odds are getting a little bit better. Now, somebody may want to say, well, and this was a test that was done on various discords today, uh, we wanted to see, because up until this point, up until earlier today, Gregor, everyone had been trying to get multiple procs out of Eurydice. All right, everyone's been trying to run this, even in the, in, uh, with some of the players on the VIP Discord, players on the official Discord. Uh, we've all been trying to see if we can get Eurydice to proc more than one time. That has been the struggle. Because and there was even a theory floating around that she wouldn't, that she was actually limited to one shield regen per battle. And that's what we were trying to figure out. Well, folks, uh, we actually ran something kind of unique here. We ran... Uh, and I don't even remember who gave me the suggestion. Um, might have been V-Ready. I can't remember, or if it was I am Pac. I don't, I don't remember. Thank you for the suggestion. Let me throw this in the graphics room, folks. Here's how we were able to definitively test whether or not Eurydice can fire multiple times in one battle. Uh, I'm going to give you the crew here in just one second, but there you can see my shields fell 
All right, in round 14. By the way, I went up against, just because I wanted nice, long battle logs, and I knew I needed to lose, I took my Stella against a, uh, a boss, a boss separatist in one of those separatist systems. Those are great systems for testing, by the way. If you guys are ever looking for nice, full, long battle logs that you need lots of good data, the separatist systems are my favorite. <laughs> Gregor, how much testing do you do against separatist bosses? A little bit. A little yeah. bit. Yeah, those, those are great systems to do some testing, guys. Uh, so there, you can see uh, that she procs in round 14. All right? Now, she procs. She brings my shield back at 5%. Boom. There she procs again, because 5% on the Stella is not a heck of a lot. All right? She procs again. Then I go through. I'm keeping scanning, and I'm seeing her proc literally every single time the shields fall folks i'm not even kidding you i still have this battle log if somebody wants all 52 rounds but there you can see uh getting ready to go into round 49 she procced again and i promise you she procced every single time in between now gregor how did i force her to proc 100 of the time how did i force Eurydice to proc 100 of the time pike pike moreau Eurydice. Now, this is a terrible crew. Okay, Pike, <laughs> Pike, Moreau, Eurydice is a terrible crew for anything other than testing. We wanted to boost that proc rate up to a hundred percent. We wanted to boost that proc rate up to a hundred percent to make sure that we were getting the. Uh, we wanted to prove that she could fire multiple times. Pike, Moreau, Eurydice. By the way, that gave Eurydice a 105% chance to proc every time the shields fell. Well, and it worked. It worked. So, ladies and gentlemen, I can confirm with 100% certainty that Eurydice can proc more than one time per battle, meaning that her proc rate is what's holding her back. Now, Omicron says, meh. Here's why I disagree, Omicron. Here's why I disagree. If you can get Eurydice to proc more than one, more than two, more than three times, as many times as you can possibly get her to proc, and you've got her comp accompanied by MUD 1.0, and he's providing a 200% boost, a 200% boost to your weapons damage every time the shields fall. By the way, in that 52 rounds, shields fell 30 times. I mean, hang on. Let me see if I can find... I think I did, actually, Gregor. I have... Um, oh, man, I hope I did. Um, oh, gosh. I bet I didn't take a picture of that. Let me see if I've got one real quick. I want to show you a screenshot of what my damage looked like by round 52. I hope I don't get kicked off the internet here. I'm trying to log into the client. So give me a second here, and I'll see if I can find that for you. Uh, by the way, after Mud procs about 30 times, he's stupid insane. Now, again, Pike Moreau... Uh, oh, no, he's not going to be in that battle log because I ran Pike and Moreau, so Mud's not in that battle log. Daggone it. That would be a great test. However, here's my point. Here's my point. you got to get the proc rate up, and her proc rate at Tier 1 is terrible. Awful. Ugh, 35%. Gregor, you've got her at Tier 1, and you decided to run her in uh, Armadas. Can you set us up? Can you give us your example? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was taking on a 40 epic, and I was I decided to run her with Pike, Con or uh, Skinny Mud, and her in the sidecar. Okay, so who you ran Pike in the captain seat? 
because yep. it's getting a 20% boost. Now, Prater says once she fails to activate, she's done. You're absolutely right. And that's why the proc rate is so important here, guys. That's why the proc rate is so important. You've got to keep her going. You've got to keep her going. So what Gregor did is he took the 35% that we get from the officer card. He put Pike on there. That at least got him to 55%. Then yep. he put. Uh, then he's got a tier two mud 1.0. Let's get really confusing, which is 250 percent, and that's getting a 20 percent boost from Pike as well. So he ran Pike in the captain's chair, which, by the way, serves no function other than to feed the officer abilities around him. So he got 55 percent proc rate out of uh, Eurydice, and well, I don't know what almost over a little over 300 percent. 290%, something like that, out of um, out of MUD 1.0. Now, Gregor, we had to do this, what, four, three, four times before mm-hmm. we actually got a satisfactory proc rate out of Eurydice. On the fourth, uh, on the fourth Armada that he ran, he got Eurydice to proc three times. Three times. Now, the odds of that happening were pretty low because he was able to boost her ability or her proc rate to 55%. So then it would have been 27.5% to get the second proc. And then what, Gregor? 18 13%. 13% to get the third proc. Okay? So we got her to proc three times, which means Mud procced four times. You understand? Shields yep. fell, Mud procs. Eurydice procs bring shields back shields fall again mud procs number two Eurydice procs number two bring shields back shields fall again mud procs a third time Eurydice procs a third time shields come back up mud procs the fourth time and on the fourth attempt Eurydice did not proc so he got four boosts out of mud 1.0 now when mud 1.0 came out we also were also uh, clamoring about the 200% damage boost, and then we discovered that it was to base, and, you know, it was still substantial. All right, we figured that it came out to about 20 to 25%. 20 to 25%. But do that four times. Do that four times on an ISS jellyfish. Gregor's jellyfish was hitting, and, and you told me the range was what, roughly 315 to 320 315 and 330, somewhere in there, yeah. Okay, let's call it an average of 320. 320,000 damage fired by one shot of the ISS Jelly. At the end of that battle... Now, I, guys, I am not uh, not discounting the ability of the Black Jellyfish, okay? The, the ability of the jack, uh, Black Jellyfish also increases damage. It's almost like a Decius built into the Black Jelly. Yeah, well, it is. That right, Gregor, I mean, isn't the Black Jelly's ship ability. It is, it is Decius. Yeah. Okay, so it's increasing damage also. But as the Black Jelly is increasing its own damage as in a Decius-type ability, MUD 1.0 is also proccing, building up its base stats to the tune of almost 1,000%. Of course, on base. But, folks, I'm here to tell you, that ended up being, all things said and done, about an 80% boost net yield. He started out at about 315, 320, and he ended up right at about 600,000 per shot. Non-crit. Non-crit. Yeah, non-crit. 
non-crit. Now, Gregor is an Ops 47. He's got some of that big, big research up there, including some of the critical hit research. But didn't you tell me that one of your shots, Gregor, one of the criticals breached five million? Yeah, six almost, yeah. Almost six million. Guys, he, okay, so let's, let's back up. Eurydice and Mud 1.0 do sound really good together. They sound really good together. But how do we get that proc rate up? And what's the application? Because I don't think that it's Armadas. I mean, obviously it can help. I'm not saying that it won't. But I think that there are still more beneficial officer combinations in the game. Uh, I know that Gregor has told you that you guys should be running 5-6 Con. Uh, 5-6 Kirk, potentially, if you're on an Enterprise. 5 Kirk and Spock, if you're running in a Stella, potentially. Kirk, Spock, Khan, if you're running in a Stella or any other type of ship where you need that extra survivability. Some good crews there. And I think that we kind of determined that at least at these early levels, none of these new officers are viable replacements for your traditional Armada crews. Okay? But... There is a long-term play here. Somebody just mentioned it here a few minutes ago, and I, I failed to remember who it was, and I'm so sorry. Thank you, Praetor 5. A Tier 5 Eurydice is a 75% chance to activate. That's pretty good, but it's still not where I want it to be. I want it perfect. I want it all the way there. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to give you what I believe to be a long-term, down-the-road crew for PvP. <laughs> for pvp okay and i guess it could be armadas it could be it could be a couple of different things but ladies and gentlemen i'm going to finally introduce a use for pike outside of hostile grinding ladies and gentlemen take that 20 percent boost from pike and feed it to a tier 5 Eurydice. okay now i know guys tier 5 is way in the future but not for everybody a lot of people listen to this show, and there are going to be some people that listen to the show that might already have Eurydice maxed out or close to it, which is super expensive, by the way. <laughs> okay, super duper expensive. But some people have it. Some people may already have Tier 2 or Tier 3. Some people do. And guys, I'm here to tell you, as that proc rate increases, Pike becomes ever more important to the success of of Eurydice and MUD 1.0. Am I going to go out on record and say that I personally believe that Eurydice and MUD 1.0 are the new Kirk Spock? Mm. I'm not going to say that they're the new Kirk Spock, but they definitely go together like two peas in a pod. Those two officer cards were made for each other. Now, I don't actually know if they were made for each other. <laughs> I don't know if Scopely mapped out these abilities, these combinations. Who knows? But I'm here to tell you, that one is going to be a big one. And here's why I like that one better than the other one that we tested in PvP. Uh, guys, right before the show, Gregor asked me to run a test. Right before the show, Gregor asked me to run a test because we were looking at MUD 2.0. How does MUD 2.0 fit in to this narrative? How does MUD 2.0 play in? Why do we see an auction for this card as if Scopely believes that he is worth hundreds, if not thousands of dollars? We've seen Borg Jayla go up for auction. Does anybody believe that Borg Jayla was worth the auctions that people spent yes. on her? 
Yes. Anybody? Durr says no. Yes. I, I disagree. I think 1,000% yes. Borgified Jayla, 5 of 10, has been crucial to the game. Now, Durr says auctions are never worth it. Maybe you're misunderstanding my point. I'm not justifying the auctions. I'm just saying, if Scopely is going to auction an officer, is it an officer worth auctioning? Okay. Uh, w- when I say that, if, if an officer goes up for auction, I believe it to be a mega game changer. Another officer that went up for auction uh, was 6 of 10. Does anybody believe that 6 of 10 has lived up to his potential? Mm, somewhat. I think, I think he's done okay. I think he works in conjunction with 5, and he's, he's amazing. Okay. By himself, not so much. But in conjunction with 5 of 10, pretty good. Now, Durr says he's no 5 of 10. Agreed. 5 of 10 was was great. 5 of 10 was great. So now we see MUD 2.0 up for auction. Well, why don't we discuss what we're paying for here, folks? Why don't we discuss, before we spend $1,000 worth of uncommon materials, what he's actually good for? Gregor, you had a theory. You want to explain? Uh, PvP. I mean, that was my that was my thought with his double shot mechanic on certain ships, with his first one and two round abilities. I mean, I immediately saw him as a PvP officer. You saw him as a PvP officer because his captain's maneuver put ninety eight percent onto the shield, or his um, officer ability that doubled your shots in the first round. Both of them. Both of them. I mean, you want to punish the other guy in the first few rounds, right? So that's uh, that leans heavily towards immediate impact stuff. Okay. So if we take a look at, say, um, you, you asked me to run a test. We ran a test using a Gladius. We looked at the G3 rares. I didn't want to – because, listen, this officer ability only works for one round. One mm-hmm. round. Then he's done. One Which round. Which favors interceptors usually, right? Yeah, so. because they've got the, they've got the big guns. They got the big guns. So, MUD 2.0, his officer ability, is to double the number of shots. Now, we've already determined he's worthless in Estella. Worthless in Estella. I don't like him in Estella at all. But in PvP, maybe a little different. Now, would you put him in the captain seat, Gregor? Um, I might. I don't know. I don't have him yet, so it's hard for me to say. Well, let me give you some results of some testing that I ran immediately before the show. Immediately before the show, you told me to take a look at my ship inventory and find the ship that fires the most shots in round one. The most shots in round one for me was my Gladius, which throws three shots, two energy and one kinetic, right? Or was it two? It was two kinetic and one energy. Two kinetic and one energy. The kinetics being the bigger ones, so you had even suggested, hey, run Gorkon, Curla, and Mud 2.0. Because right. Gorkon and Kurla, if he fires quick victory, then you're doing major damage. You got hull breach. You've got the critical hit that's going out. You got Kurla that's boosting your crit damage. Okay? Gorkon, Kurla, and Mud 2.0. That's what we tested. That's what I was testing immediately before, like, even when I was here with you guys in Fluffer Time. Gregor, this is the results that you're going to be disappointed with. At first. He did not fire at all his officer ability. Mm. Did not Mm. fire at all for 10 PvP battles. Shout out very quickly 
to uh, two players who helped me run this test very, very quickly, CyberGhost and, uh, and Cross. CyberGhost and Cross, thank you both, because uh, they both spent many repairs and a lot of resources to help me. I hit their ships a total of 15 times. Because at 10 times, Gregor, if I follow the actual math, 10 times I should have seen him proc twice. Okay? I mean, if I'm following it straight line. Well, after 10 battles, he didn't proc once. And so I began to fear the worst. I began to fear that this may be just like one other new officer that's been launched into the game who is broken, who does not work, who has been tested in battle by over 50 battle logs by one player and never once has this officer fired. We're going to talk about that here in just a second. But and in- This is not a synergy thing with, with Fat Mud. No, no. Absolutely not. This is no synergy. We just ran. So I had a 20% chance because it's an officer ability too, guys. So even if I'd had synergy, it wouldn't have helped the officer ability. Right. I had a 20% chance to proc doubling my shots in round one. It did not happen in 10 battles. 10 battles didn't happen. And then I thought, well, golly, I better do a couple of more just to be safe. 14 battles never happened. And I remember, I even said to you guys in Fluffer Time, well, holy cow, we just found a broken officer. Ironically, the officer that is currently being auctioned. It broke. It don't work. And then on the 15th battle, I'll direct you to the graphics room. On the 15th battle, that 20% chance finally fired. Now, guys, I may have the worst luck in the world. It took me 15 battles to experience a proc that's supposed to happen 20% of the time. All right? That could have just been bad luck. I'm going to chalk it up to bad luck. We did get a proc, so clearly it is working. Clearly it is working. We obviously can't verify the 20%. We're going to have to run another 100 battles, uh, and we may do that. But in the graphics room, Gregor, I'm going to show you some of the notes, uh, some of the, some of the pieces of the battle log from my first one round of combat. And there are my shots with Gorkon, Curla, and Mud 2.0. You guys are going to have to determine for yourself if you feel like Mud 2.0 is worth an auction. Is he worth you spending money? Is he worth you spending hundreds, if not thousands of dollars for three extra shots, four extra shots? Gregor, how many shots does the jellyfish fire in its opening round of combat? Terrible. Seriously? It's, I, feel, I, feel like it, I feel like this favors the Pylum, the Gladius, the opening salvo heavy kinetic things, right? Interceptors the of the game. The, Somebody yep. tell me, how many shots does the Saladin fire in round one? It's only, I think it's also three, isn't it? Yeah, no? it doesn't fire. It's big gun two. two. two yeah, right? it's only two. It's two energies. Then the big gun fires in the second, so it's not good for a Saladin. It could be good for a Gladius, but, I mean, that's two kinetics and one energy. So, okay, maybe. Uh, what about a D4? What's the firing pattern on a D4 in the first round? D4 is only kinetics. two kinetics. So now a D4 does have two kinetics, the big guns that fire first. So that one could potentially be pretty good. That one could be pretty good. You could get, you know, four heavy kinetics 
if mud procs, you got a 20% rate. I mean, is that is that a big enough gamble, guys, at Tier 1? Is that a gamble that you're willing to take, taking up an entire officer slot for a 20% well, I chance? Think, I think on the right ship, right? Because, like, when I look at the pylum, that's seven shots in the first round. So if I can go to four, uh, 14 shots in the first round, that's dramatic. That's big. And that's eight kinetics if it's, you know. Wow. It's big, it's big time. So seven shots, four kinetics, three energies, and you could double that to, wow, 14 shots. Yeah, so I can so, – so maybe, Gregor, what are you telling me? Are you telling me that MUD 2.0 is a G4 officer? I mean, that's where you get a lot of shots, right? So it's interesting that it doesn't work against the modified bonuses because the Tribune obviously uses a modifier, right? So I'm guessing, and it's a second-round heavy – attack and it's got the double attack bonus right so maybe this is a way of getting um the enterprise a uh some punch again like in comparison or possibly giving the hecta a, a big punch right the the klingon uh g4 epic the epic because ship. yeah yeah the epic tribune has kind of outweighed them all with that ship ability of getting double shots right if the other ship is burning by the way, congr- I don't know. by the way, I do want to say congratulations uh, to what I'm. If I'm not mistaken, the galaxy's first Hecta was launched uh, either early this morning or late last night out of the dry docks of Ska. Uh, see, I keep wanting to call him Scott Corin. Scott Corin. Scott Corin. <laughs> yeah, I keep see. Uh, it's terrible. Uh, it's it, that's his name in my head. Scott Corin launched his Hecta. Level 50, bro. Level 50. And the Hecta is born. As a matter of fact, he came out and said, man, I'm really digging this. This may be my new favorite ship. He said that. He said, this may be better than the Tribune. Now, he eventually came back uh, later. He came back later and said, you know what? I think the Tribune is still my number one. I think my Tribune is still number one. But, man, that Hecta was throwing some huge shots. Huge shots. And if you guys search on the official Discord, you'll find them. Uh, some really, really good stuff. Okay? There was some great stuff introduced today by Mr. Skakorin. Level 50. Hegta. 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 It's a Klingon ship, so I guarantee I'm not saying it right. The Aardvark says, Gregor, what do you think about the Kelvin? What do you think about the Kelvin and the 2.0? Mud 2.0. Yeah, so, I mean, I think all those first-round heavy interceptors especially are going to get some some good punch but the kelvin's a second round interceptor so you're going to get all your connects in the second round so not so useful there so as far as i could see it was the it was the gladius the pylum um and and anything that goes heavy like the jelly's heavy energy in the first round you get four energy shots so you double that to eight but to me it's whatever ship has those heavy first round kinetics is probably going to be the best use case for them okay there you guys go. So the current officer available for auction, Mud 2.0, Discovery Mud. All right, there you go. Now, by the way, let's talk about his captain's maneuver very quickly. Uh, we talked about it earlier, 98% to shields if he procs. Um, you know, with full synergy, you can get him up to 80%, which is not terrible. Um, but I did some math. Now, of course, I, you know, this is going to depend on the target that you're hitting, right, Gregor? It's going to depend on the target. I went against, I, I actually put him in my Stella and went against level 35 exchange hostiles. 
Uh, and yay, he saved me about 1,500 whole health points in that first two rounds. <laughs> 1,500 whole health points. That's what he saved me. But again, again, think about this in PvP, right? You're going against somebody heavy. If it's saving you two rounds, it lets you get to the third round of output before you're taking whole damage. Before you're taking you know? whole damage. But if you're not running a right. shield, if you're not running a shield regenerator, you're just draining your shields faster. So unless you're running that with a Kirk Spock or a Eurydice type combo, that uh, that maneuver has, in my mind, no real benefit. All you're going to do is drain your shields faster. So the only way that that comes into play is if you've got a shield regen team there. Well, see, but I, I think this balances some of the things like the longer-term jelly ISS jelly abilities, right? Because you're getting the, the ship ability on the jelly is the round-over-round growth of ship damage, right? So this kind of balances that out. It's trying to take those long fights and shorten them up. Okay. But, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see because obviously I can't even test it. Prater only, says they could, uh, it could power. activate MUD 1.0 faster if you're running it that way. Okay. Again, that's what I just said. If you're running with a Kirk Spock, uh, okay, that's good. If you're running it with a Eurydice MUD 1.0, then okay, I can see it. But outside of those two combinations, anybody? Prater, do you have a use for faster or heavier shield damage with either with any crew outside of those those two? I because I I don't. I now, mean, Mud is basically two rounds and done. Like, he is. He has no abilities to fire after that, so he so, is I mean, a PvP officer. Well, and right. and only PvP if you can get it done real quick. Only PvP if you can get it done real real quick. All right. Um, guys, let's uh, talk about this very quickly. I teased an officer that's broken. Uh, I'm going to reveal that to you here real quick, and then we'll take our first break. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the, same, uh, the same one and only, uh, level 50, Scott Corrin. Uh, Ska, we'll call him. Ska was doing some testing with a Pike Moreau Avix combination. Pike Moreau Avix. AVIX, let's go back to the graphics room. You guys remember AVIX. AVIX was, um, if I'm not mistaken, this was uh, an, either an Armada or an Eclipse Hostile. Yep, here it is. An Armada or Eclipse Hostile, a 40% reduction to the opponent's mitigation. Ooh, sorry. 40% uh, reduction to the opponent's mitigation. Basically, the officer at its base, at Tier 1, has a 25% chance to increase the shield, deflection, armor, and dodge of the opponent by 40%, decreasing the opponent's mitigation. The 25% is the number that increases, so as you tier her up, you will have extra abilities. But just like we tested with Pike, Moreau, and Eurydice to make sure that AVIX was working, we ran Pike, Moreau, AVIX. That gave AVIX... Uh, an, a 60% boost, putting her at 85% chance to proc. An 85% chance to proc, and in over 50 battle logs, she never did. In over 50 battle logs, Avix never procced. That one is not working, folks. That one is broken. broken. Did you try using someone other than Moreau, who has the same ability pretty much as Avix? Maybe use uh, Pike Hadley, Avix. See if you boost it up that way. No clue, no idea. Because I was, I was Moreau's ability is the hostile reduction, <clears throat> which is pretty much the same thing as Avix. Should that matter though? I mean, should that matter? Yeah, I mean, well, it doesn't Moreau go over mitigation? Maybe you're shooting higher than 
maybe you're hitting that issue where you're like, hmm. what is that issue? But it would Moreau still show. It would still mitigation. show in the battle log. Yeah, you would just you would just hit your minimum. Side. You would cap out. Right. I mean, look at look at uh, mitigation. Now we know it caps at seventy one point two percent. That doesn't prevent anybody from proccing. Okay. Uh oh. Prater five is showing uh, an Avix proc. How interesting. Now Prater, what are you running there? Looks like you're running a Tiza Tiza Sesha. So you're running Tiza in the captain's chair with Avix and Sesha, and you got it to proc. Very in interesting. In a Stella. In a Stella. Well, we'll have to take it back. Going to have to take it back. Blue Panda says this could be that uh, Spock thing again. Uh, I'm assuming you're saying DJ Oki and Spock or uh, the Commander. What is it? Commander Sulu and Spock. All right. Could be something like that. Prater says we ran an all Tiza Captain Armada and we got avix to fire interesting okay good news guess what congratulations you're literally the first person i've talked to who has seen an avix proc and 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 just fyi i challenge i don't want to challenge anybody but i'm just saying if anybody has tried to test it um if anybody has seen an avix proc then you've remained very quiet because literally all day today in the discords i've been looking for somebody to show me an avix proc hasn't happened (laughs) <laughs> hasn't happened all right battle droid says i did pike monroe and row mud did five attacks and on the fifth and sixth attack uh row mud shortened my rounds from 12 to 7 in Estella against a level 29 eclipse ship okay i that doesn't sound super great to me that doesn't sound super fantastic as a matter of fact pike moreau chen is still my go-to for grinding these hostels and again this this brings me back to my conclusion about these new officers and gregor and i was talking about this before the show if you had to summarize your chief complaint if you had to summarize your chief complaint gregor about these new officers what would it be early proc percentages Low-tier proc rates, guys. Low-tier proc rates, Scopely. These officers... I feel like their basement and their peak are too far apart. And... Let me, let me offer... A lot of time. Let me offer an opinion that's not going to be well-received by everybody. I feel like these officers were 1,000% designed exactly what, with what Gregor just said. I feel like, Scopely, you may have tried to introduce an officer that may have subconsciously motivated us to spend more to get these officers to an effective level. There's no other reason that six brand new officers come out with such low proc rates at Tier 1. These proc rates are terrible. These proc rates... These proc rates are terrible, if I'm being completely frank with you. These proc rates are hideous at Tier 1. These officers are worthless at Tier 1, with maybe one exception. 20% 20 on your MUD 2.0. And I get get that was the same for for, for 5 of 10. She was 20% too, right? But your 20%. 20 percent it was guaranteed because it was a loot bonus so you yeah it was a guarantee 20 percent return which improved over time not to mention depending on how you used five she had a killer captain's ability all right with with amazing synergy mud that is only good for two rounds if you take half of his abilities and set it at a one in five chance 
I've, I just feel like they set they set the uh, bar way too low on the early tiers. Durr says the D4 gets two shots from one gun in round one. With uh, with Rain Wilson proking, would only get three shots. So each fi- each gun that fires gets one extra shot. And I know that's not how I interpreted that. Now, if somebody has tested that alternatively, uh, I'd like to see the evidence on that. But no, the card specifically nobody says has that double- mud. Well, nobody has mud, but except five, you. <laughs> five people. Five people have mud. <laughs> okay. okay, five people had it. Uh, Dirt, no, 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 you're misunderstanding. Dirt says Rain Wilson mud. So we should have five different reports, right? That's what you're saying? Well, we're scattered across the world, okay? Uh, Dirt, let me look at this, okay? Dirt says here on the, you're showing me the pylum, okay? You got in round one, yeah, we already said this on the pylum, you got got great extra shots. Yeah, that's what Gregor was talking about. Um, Wait a second, what are you showing me? Are you showing me that they distributed um, a battle log with the officer. Uh, Gregor, I don't... Hugo? I don't think that's right, buddy. Where did you get that screenshot? That looks like it came out of Elkars, but I don't think that's correct. Listen, I'm not going to... I don't think you should take that as gospel. Okay, now listen. Granted, the card could be written wrong. We're going to talk about that topic coming up here in a little bit, American Gregor. The card could be written wrong, but it clearly and plainly says that it doubles the shots. Okay? Doubles the shots. Well, it it doubles the shots at base value, so that's why stellar research can't be counted upon. But if that pylum is throwing two kinetics, two kinetics, and three energy, then you're going to get four kinetics, four kinetics, and six energy. Why, why don't we just test after the show's over? How are we going to test that? I don't have a pylum. No, but you have a gladius. And it's just oh, well, I track. just posted it, guys. Look in the graphics room. Look Dear at- Scopely, we need a pylum for DJ <laughs> so we can do some testing. I'll take her. I'll take her. You're going to have to deposit the ship, though, either that or about $10,000 for me to get to level 46. It's probably more than $10,000 for me to get to 46, isn't it, Gregor? Uh, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay, guys, take a look in the graphics room real quickly. Go up uh, four screenshots, okay? Right there where it says round one of 11. Uh, you can see that Harry Mudd procs. 823 ways to die. He procs, okay? Take a look in the second screenshot. You see two uh, kinetics right there. That's correct. As a matter of fact, one of them was a crit. You can take a look at those. Nice shots, by the way. Gregor, I like the damage output. This is from my Gladius, my Tier 3 rare. All right, I like that output right there. Uh, of course, we also see that Gorkon fired as well, so we got a whole breach going on there. We had uh, Curla proc. We had Gorkon's quick victory, so this was like the perfect storm right here. Everybody procced. So you should have got six shots out of that, right? Sure did. There's the and, first two. And we need to find a ship that you can use that has two shots from a single gun in the same round after the show and okay, see if it sure. actually we'll, we'll do it. Because right there, I, I posted the three screenshots showing my actual uh, shots fired, and I did get six shots. I got six shots out of my Gladius. What they're saying is the weapon may only get one bonus shot even if it shoots more than once in the same round. Well, we're going we to have to test it. Yeah, I we'll have know. to figure it out. I mean, the card is written in such a way that it says doubles. It literally says the word double. Okay? Now, we'll have to see because, ladies and gentlemen, 
We're going to take a very quick break, and when we return, we're actually going to talk about that uh, just a little bit. The communication level we know with Scopely is actually pretty uh, poor at times, right? We know that. We know that sometimes things don't always work in the game like they're supposed to. Well, DJ, <laughs> oh, come on, let's be fair. There's only a couple of bugs now and then. Our officer XP officers were only broken for a couple weeks before they fixed it. And all of the research works exactly like it's intended. I mean, golly, it's not like prime resource protection was ever broken or anything like that, right? Everything is peachy keen, correct? <laughs> That's right. Mm. Let's talk about it coming up right after the break. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. We'll return in a moment. Don't go anywhere. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Instant Shaker Oatmeal, the high-caffeine cereal for lazy kids. probably not saying that right <laughs> i'm getting private messages uh I'm, I'm actually uh gregor i'm actually receiving private messages here let me see let me see if i can play this real quick i don't even know if you guys are going to hear this properly uh let's see if this actually works um hopefully can you guys still hear me no oh, that doesn't seem to be yeah buddy okay see so for whatever reason this audio Eurydice. you're okay there you go did you guys hear that did you hear it Nope. Eurydice. You guys, nope. you guys can't hear that. Hang on. Let me. Okay, maybe I don't have the button on here. Let's try this. Hang on. Eurydice. Did you hear that? Mm-hmm. Your Eur- yep. Eurydice. This is the uh, absolute proof. I'm being told. Absolute Eurydice. Proof. Thank you. Absolute proof of the proper pronunciation of Eurydice. 
Eurydice. That's uh, what it's supposed to be. If you guys uh, are, are curious about that, thank you. Eurydice. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that very much. Eurydice, guys. That's how we're supposed to be saying it. Okay, thank you for the correction. And there it is. Absolute proof positive. Eurydice. All right, just like the Eurythmics E we're playing on our radio here just a moment ago. All right, <laughs> Durr says nobody cares. Uh, well, somebody did. Actually, more than one person because I got private messages. So, uh, Gregor, here just a minute ago, I actually teased something that I wanted to talk about, uh, <laughs> which was improper display of information. Um, <laughs> improper display of information. So I, I didn't w- get arrested for that. I wanted to <laughs> you could. I wanted to get into something before I got into this, uh, but I guess we could skip it, or should we spend three minutes and talk about the Armada Milestones event that's happening right now? We could well you could spend five minutes on that and then maybe get to our to our teaser. Sure. All right, guys. Um, I have had an absolute ton of private messages, ton of conversation on the official Discord with people fussing about this event. The, the, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you both sides, okay? I'm gonna I'm gonna actually approach this from a mediation position because personally. I've not had a whole lot of trouble completing this event. First of all, our Armada directives have been handed out relatively better than what we're used to. All right. No, I'm not talking about Gauntlet yet, Durr. We're going to get it. Topple the Armadas is what I'm talking about. Topple the Armadas. Topple the Armadas at my level required 15,000 points. 15,000 points. Now, here's, here's where I think some people may have been missing the mechanics. Somebody said, well, golly, that's a ton of armadas. You're absolutely right. If you only hit level 31 armadas, if you and four of your buddies, if you're running five-man teams and you're running 31 uncommons with Stellas, uh, <laughs> yes, you're going to have to run 30 armadas a day to get to 15,000 points. 15,000 points is 30 armadas a day, which means that if each you and the player you're playing with each start six a day, then uh, you can get to 15,000 points. That is uh, 600 uncommon directives a day or 1,800 uncommon directives for the duration of three days. Now, guys, there was some people, uh, I'm I'm certainly not going to say cheating because I did it myself. I did it myself. You could have started an epic, which, by the way, hey, on a side note, I'm kind of happy about this, Gregor. Side note, epic armadas only cost 250 uh, directives. Okay, so, so that, strange. Yeah, it's so weird. Different. Uh, it was really weird. I kind of liked it. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm actually happy about that. 250 directives to start an epic. Um, and hopefully, a lot of you guys had some epic directives built up over the last eight weeks worth of content. The last eight weeks, you got enough Happy Meals and ran enough that you actually were able to accumulate enough to start a couple of these. But again, we're talking three days. We're talking three days. That's 45,000 total points, Gregor. 45,000 total points. So it's clear that you were not intended to do this with all uncommons. It's clear that you had to have incorporated some rare and some epic into your formula now shade says it only took me two epics for me to finish mine well congratulations all right it wasn't that way for everybody now moro says is dj high no no i'm not i'm just looking at this from two different sides moros this was not easy for a lot of people this was not easy for a lot of people now bernard says i did all three days without epics i'm glad for you 
But think about how many directives you had to spend, Bernard. This was not a cheap event for free to play. Quick Thinker says this was for higher level players. I don't know if I agree with that wholeheartedly either, because if you had had some research done, you probably could have hit up to 33 uncommons, 35 uncommons, maybe a 31 rare. All right, this was still designed to be done with Stella's. Okay, so I feel like that there was a combination where you could have got there, but there were a lot of directives required. A lot of directives required for this three-day event. Two would have been better. Two would have been better, and really truthfully, two was pushing it for me. Two was pushing it for me. I went out and got all my points naturally on day one. I ran the Armadas. I participated in the Armadas. Uh, My alliance is at war, so that was especially difficult because everybody's condensed into one set of space. Uh, so that was, that was more challenging than normal. But then a second day, then a third day, man. No, Durr, I did not solo my armadas. I even said on the last show, when there's an alliance event, when there's a points event, you got to go in teams. Guys, this, listen, some of you guys who have a bunch of epics, you say we just started two epics and we're done for the day, great. Not everybody had... 1,500 epic directives. Not everybody had 1,500 epic directives. Not only that, but this event, look at the calendar, folks. It's running again in 12 days. 11 days, sorry. It runs again in 11 days. Can you go out and save up 1,800 uncommon directives in 11 days? The answer is negative. You cannot. Okay? You absolutely cannot. This event begins again in 11 days, and you cannot accumulate 1,800 uncommon directives. You can accumulate in 11 days. I did the math on this. You can accumulate in 11 days 1,000, sorry, 900 uncommons, and in 11 days you can also accumulate 500. Uh, sorry, that's incorrect. One, uh, let's see, 600. 600 rare directives. Three to one divided yeah. by 12. Had to think about it. 600. Okay. I Beglin makes a joke. He said, everyone said mining events are the worst. Scopely said, hold my beer. <laughs> okay. That's actually really funny because this particular event, in my mind, was not designed with your free-to-play community at heart, Scopely. It was too long, and the milestone was too high. Now, I know a lot of people say it wasn't a big deal. A lot of people say I got it done easily. That's great. I'm happy for you. And I'm certainly not advocating that everyone should have gotten the participation trophy. You know, I'm not like that. I'm saying that people who legitimately went out and tried to complete this event spent hours on it and still struggled. Spent hours on this event and still struggled. I was one. Okay? I was one. Some alliances said we skipped it. Well, okay, but there's a lot of heist loot in there. I mean, we got an event store. Now, again, people are saying, oh, it was easy. It was easy. Stupid event, but it was easy. Wonder Woman says, still not done. Korat says, tough for most players. And DJ. Quick Thinker says, this event sucked. The Aardvark says, a waste of epic directives or a waste of half of a day doing armadas. Herky says, in the last arc, points required were less. Truck and Chick says, cut the milestone in half or maybe uh, by a third. All right. Scopely, some people are comparing this to the Borg Epic Cube 2.0. And I promise you, this is not a mentality you want to repeat. This particular event, you got 11 days to offer a tweak. It's nowhere near that bad. Oh. 
I'm I may argue with you. I may argue with you. I did not enjoy this. They're probably building to a build event next week. That's my assumption. But well, we've already got a calendar, folks. We've already got a calendar. Take a look at it. It's in the graphics room. Uh, Here, let me find it and I'll post it back down at the bottom because again, it's it's way far up. Here it is. We got a calendar. I'm posting it fresh at the bottom of the list. You guys take a look. 11 days from today, it comes back. It comes back Friday, uh, Friday the 21st. It will return. Okay? Friday the 21st, it's going to return. And you cannot possibly earn enough directives for free to max out this event again. Can't be done. Which means that as as a free-to-play or a minimal spend, you're relying on the people in your alliance who do spend. If you have people in your alliance who do spend and they've got a good nature about them, they might help you get to your points. Uh, But not everybody has that or not every alliance has big spenders. I'm telling you, Scopely, this milestone event has to be adjusted. This event was not good. This event was not good. Yes, go ahead. All right, I lost somebody there. I don't know who that was. Uh, nonetheless, we can uh, we can continue on. I didn't want to spend a whole lot of time on it. I just wanted to throw it out and make sure that you guys know uh, that I acknowledged it and I agree. This event, not good. This event does not pass my thumbs up test. Okay, Blokeman says I've still got sixteen hundred epic left, so I'm okay, I guess. Blokeman, but let me ask you: Would you rather be actually using the epics to earn epic loot, or just waste them to get points? All right, I, I don't – listen, I want to spend the epics because I'm ready to run an epic, not because I just need to do a fake start on a level 45, 500 million epic, which is 100 light years cubed, and be done. Durr, stop it. Now, listen, you were, you were rude last time. Don't be rude today. All right, I'm going to read you his comment. He says, if you can't kill an epic, that's your own dumb fault. No, it's not. No, it's not, because some people can't, Durr. All right, before... Well, their spawn rate is extremely low. The spawn rate so. is terrible. The spawn rate is really, really low. Okay? You're not blowing up any 500 million epics. Now, some of them are spawning in the, in the, in the server. There are a few, but the spawn rate is low. All right, Steven Zaren says the level 33 epics are easy to kill with normal ships. I'm not disagreeing with you, but again, spawn rate is extremely limited. It's extremely limited. Moro says the spawn rate is high. You're you're high. <laughs> okay. Not on my server. They're not they're not very prominent here. Okay? Not very prominent here. Obviously, and he says they spawn if you kill more rares. Oh, I mean, I get that. I understand you got to kill the rares. But again, we're talking about an event that is designed for the entire galaxy, not just the number 1 and 2 alliances, folks. Okay? I mean, Listen, let's be fair here for a second, Durr. I got two players in the same alliance. The number one alliance is telling me, oh, we're running epics all day. Well, I'm glad for you, okay? But not everybody can do that. Not everybody can do that, all right? Quick Thinker says that's the issue, top five alliances only. Well, sure, let's go ahead and let that get into my second topic or my second uh, gripe here today. All right, now, I am going to say that it's a gripe. I'm going to say that it's a gripe, but then Gregor cooled me down. Gregor calmed me down and talked me off a ledge the other day because I was ready to go nuclear on the gauntlet event. I, I really was. Uh, I am not a fan 
of how the gauntlet event uh, presented itself. Now, a lot of people have been saying, well, you know, we don't have a lot of information. We don't know what's going on with this. Then the mods gave us a little bit of a sneak peek, but we still don't have enough information. Let's talk about gauntlet very, uh, very quickly, and then, um, and then we'll uh, move on because we're running out of time. <clears throat> okay, gauntlet. We got a gauntlet event. If you guys look at the calendar, we see that there's a gauntlet event scheduled every weekend for this and the next three weekends. Okay. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> truck and chick. I'm not. I'm not being grumpy. I just think that it's unfair for people not to be objective. Just because you are doing this event fine, all right. You you have a perspective, but you're not the only perspective. Okay. You're not the only perspective, and and I'm sorry. If you're narrow-minded enough or narrow-sighted enough to feel that way, but you're dead wrong. All right? Plain and simple. There's many more perspectives on this than your own, sir. Okay? And the majority of players hated this event. Blokeman says this has been a struggle for a lot of people. Burn Like I says you just got to grind it out or just spend some money. Dark Lord says feels like I'm taking the opposite view. What do you mean the opposite view? I think this event's terrible. <laughs> are you talking to me dark lord you'll have to explain because i'm not exactly sure how it looks like i'm taking oh you say it's okay and you say not i'm no i'm saying be rec i'm saying be cognizant of the opinions around you okay be cognizant don't don't say that the event is perfect the way it is because you got to talk to the other players around you there are modifications that can be made here you could still do the event if the milestones were a little easier all right, Jayberg says, hated this event. Every one of my lines uh, completed, and we all hated it. Okay. Dark Lord says, no issues. I'm sure that server population is probably playing into this a little bit. All right. Uh, the Drunk Monk says, day one's okay, but after that, this event is definitely designed for spending. I don't disagree. Dreamweaver says it right. The event was great till I ran out of directives. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> This event was not designed for the entire community to be able to participate, plain and simple. Okay? It wasn't. Um, Gauntlet. Let's talk about this. Here's another event that may or may not have been designed for everyone to participate. So, Gauntlet launched today. Uh, It's the first week out of four. Gauntlet launched, and the top five alliances and all of their members are going to get this Gauntlet token and be able to move forward. Now, the biggest complaint with this event has been, well, it's just for the big whale alliances. Well, yes, it is for the top five alliances. And the primary method of uh, getting points was to recruit officer shards, correct? Or not? Hostile killing. Hostile killing. Hostile killing. See, this is actually why I got really aggravated at this uh, event yesterday. And Gregor talked me off a ledge. I said, you know what? This is terrible. This is an awful event. This is a spender's event. And he said, really? Because it only takes 15 hostiles to equal one Eurydice shard. (laughs) Eurydice. One Eurydice shard equals 15 hostiles. By the way, the hostiles don't even have to be a specific level. They could be the smallest, cheapest, uh, most inexpensive hostile you could find because level didn't matter. It was, what, what are, where do they start at? Level 27, I think? Yeah, the only thing they had to be was they had to be exchange hostiles. An exchange hostile. Okay. Now, uh, Bella Morte says, I've been crazy busy with work and not able to grind as much. I, I agree. I've, I've actually ground a lot because I didn't want to spend money. 
I ground uh, I ground this event out. Uh, I but are a- you invested? Uh, oh, I'm always invested. Okay, I'm very heavily invested. Uh, but no, I did spend a lot of time grinding this event uh, because it, it did a couple of things for me. One, I uh, amassed a great supply of security keys. I've got a bunch of security codes, security keys, whatever you want to call them. I'm, I've got a nice supply of those because I've been using my Stella to grind on level 27 hostels. Actually, I think I went into – Gregor, actually, you were the one that talked me into this. I went into those three new systems up there at the northeast or northwest corner mm-hmm. uh, that nobody is in, that, that maybe nobody even realizes are up there. <laughs> Boaz says, shh. Guys, there's three new systems to the west of Exchange Armada Space. Did anybody even know they were there? Because I didn't until yesterday. That's what I noticed. I mean, you have to go all the way out to the end of that exchange space to find Yeah, well, that's grinder space out there. Nobody's there. And they're all full of level 30s, which are super easy to kill. And if I'm not mistaken, the handout of security codes is just a smidge better. Just a smidge little bit better over there. Absolutely, Chick says. So worth it. Fill the holds. Kill them. And by the way, contribute to your Alliance Gauntlet event. Gregor did some math for me, which actually really put this in perspective, uh, that this, in fact, can be, it can be a payer's event. Obviously, there's a recruiting component of this. Okay? Buy packs, get the officers, yada, yada. But Gregor's right. The number of points handed out by one exchange hostel is higher than we've ever had. There is a real grindable component here, a real value to grinding the hostels at 20 points apiece. Guys, five hostels equals one uncommon shard. Five. So, Gregor, you told me the other day, if you could coordinate as an alliance, tell me what it was that, uh, that you said because the milestone that you gave me was super-duper easy. Super-duper easy. Yeah, we were talking about 50,000 points an hour, depending on how deep your roster is, right? Or that was like, I think, half the alliance grinding. 50,000 so, points an hour. And I, and I can tell you, just in the span of this, with maybe four other guys in my alliance grinding right now, we put on 40,000 points during this podcast. 40,000 know points I mean, in the last hour. Folks, mm-hmm. here's the thing. At 20 points a hostile... It doesn't take long for you to amass points. You just need the coordination. If you've got 50 players in your alliance who could be online right now, let's say 50, and they go out, how long does it take somebody to hit 50, uh, let's say 30 hostels? Can you do 30 hostels in 60 minutes? I think so, right? That's one every 30 seconds. That gives you time to impulse, times for the battle cycle, gives you a couple of minutes here and there if you've got to warp back and forth for repair. Let's say 30 minutes and you kill... I'm sorry, 60 minutes and you kill 30 hostiles. 50 players killing 30 hostiles times 20 points. That is 30,000 points in, in the span of 60 minutes, and that's only with 50 players and only hitting 30 hostiles. All right? Hostile level doesn't matter. Just kill the red triangles. Okay? Now, yes, of course, it's a grind. But at least there is a grindable component. You can't say it's a, pay, a well event. You can't say it's a pay-to-win event because literally the advantage is to the grinders. For the first time ever in such a significant way, listen, we've seen, we've seen grindy events before that give two points for a hostel or one point for a hostel. This is 20 points. Quick Thinker says, I disagree. Payers have killer Stellas. 
Uh, well, okay, so you'll spend an extra couple of minutes warping back and forth. You can also use a bigger ship, but I wouldn't because even with your Stella, you can get uh, you can get the extra keys. And one last handle or one last uh, point to you, the level doesn't matter. If the whale wants to hit a level 27 or a level 40, doesn't matter. If you want to hit a 27 or a 40, doesn't matter. All you got to do is kill the triangle. And I'm here to tell you, Quick Thinker, you can kill triangles at the same speed of pace as any VIP. Scaly says a crucible of war is hard. Your alliance ain't going to cope. He's probably not wrong. Now, Durr says, I just said don't use your Stella. I actually do disagree with that. I think you should use the Stella. A, it's a hundredth of the price to repair. B, you're building up a stockpile of the security codes, which you're going to need later on. This event satisfies so many check marks. All right? A second Stella gives you two times the grinding power. Chick, I don't disagree there. You also, today, of all days, uh, for your Battle Pass event, had a hostile killing event, which, by the way, was not faction- all right. So if you had to go kill hostiles, guess what? Exchange counted for that too. All right. So literally this event, everyone should be filling up that space. Everyone should be grinding these, these, these crews. Everyone should have half a million points or more. This is actually a really good event at its core for weekend number one. Weekend number I'm, one. I won't, I won't say pairs don't have advantage because it's quicker and easier to buy things, but I feel like they leveled the playing field a little bit by sure they any did. level and a lot of points. Because let's do some math here. Let's say over the course of this three days, let's say that you kill – well, let's see. How many people fail at military supremacy? All right, let, let's, let's use this comparison. How many people complete military supremacy when it comes out? That is 500 hostels usually in three days. Is that correct? Okay, 500 hostels in three days. This event is three days. So let's pretend. Let's, let's cut it back because some people are saying it's a little bit of a pain. So let's cut it back. Let's say 400 hostels in three days. That's obtainable. That's, a little, that's 133 a day. Okay, 133 a day. That would take you maybe a couple of hours. So maybe not everybody does it, but let's, let's do some math. If you did 400 hostels in three days and you are a part of a, what do you want to say, 60-man alliance, 50-man, what do you guys want to do? You guys give me the number. 60? 50. 50. Let's do 50. All right. If you're a member of a 50-man alliance, so you're doing 400 hostels times 20 points. It's 8,000 times 50. Your alliance should be at or around 400,000 points. Now, everybody, take a quick time out. Go look at your leaderboards and tell me if 400,000 points, at least as of right now, tell me if 400,000 points puts you in the top five. Because for most servers, the answer is yes. I've seen a lot of leaderboards. I spent some time today, Gregor, asking, my God, look at Stevens Aaron's leaderboard. 400,000 points puts you in first. Okay, guys, thank you. Trucking Chicks Alliance is in first. You guys need to adopt the grinder's and, lifestyle. And Recognize the, ar- the, the ar- mechanic. The argument, the argument that, well, it's still the same f- top five alliances in the leaderboard, those top five alliances probably have the most active players. Sure. That's, that's what it sure. boils down to. Yeah. All right. Now, Durr says 400,000 is not going to put you in the top five on server 15. That's fine. 
Server 15, also Dur has been established as one of the more healthy servers. So, yeah, we're probably going to have to duke it out a little bit more. Okay. Uh, thank you right there. Uh, oh, goodness gracious. Okay, lots of screenshots coming in. Darth Skywarp showing 400,000 points, by the way. Barely, but would get you into fifth place, but barely. All right. Uh, Admiral Sinclair, 400,000 points. Uh, that would put you in sixth place, but you'd only need 6,000 more points to get into fifth. Tequila Mac, 400,000 points, puts you in first place. Dark Lord, 400,000 points, puts you in second place. Zombies Ate My Ship, 400,000 points. Well, I can't see below fifth place, but it looks like your server's going hard at it. Fifth place has 436. But again, that extra 37,000 points, 37,000 divided by 20. That's only 1,800 hostiles divided by your entire alliance. Now, Slade says that may be true, but one purchase changes that. That's fine. Let's talk about it. $100 for, let's say, an Ops 36 is going to buy you 11,000 Ultra Recruit chests. In an 11,000, well, here, I'll go ahead and tell you. Did anybody watch No One Cares' video? Uh, No One Shells? (laughs) Did anybody watch his his unboxing video that he launched today? He spent 100,000 Ultra Recruit tokens. All right. He ended up with, I think, maybe 15 to 20 epics, uh, a handful of uncommons and some rares. Let's say, gosh, I don't have the exact counts because I just watched it. I didn't think we'd actually be counting it. But let's, let's say uh, 25 epics. That was what, uh, Gregor? 300 points? Mm-hmm. Is that what you said? All right. So there's 7,500 points. Uh, what were the rares worth? 200? 200 times 25 is 5,000. So that one person probably just got about 12 to 14,000. Let's let's call it fair. 12 to 14,000. That 14,000, this is $100 by the way. 14,000 divided by 20 points is 700 hostels shouldered by your alliance. That's not a great deal of work. I mean it is work. But 700 divided by 50 people, what is that? An extra 12 hostels? All right. Not the end of the world, folks. So the power of $100 in this particular event, right here as it stands right now, the power of $100 is diminished against somebody who's got some hours to grind. So the question is not whether to grind and spend money. It's grind or spend money. Dun, dun, dun. That never happens. Now you done throw his whole premise off now. <laughs> Sorry, Dreamweaver. Grind or spend money. Okay? It can be done. It can be done. Now, uh, the Mod Father's announcement from the official Discord. The Mod Father's announcement said, uh, let me read it to you real quick. I know you guys have already seen it. Uh, week one, of course, is this alliance milestone. The top five alliances are all, and all of her players are going to get a token to move on, a gauntlet token. Next week, apparently, uh, the second is going to be a solo milestone award. Now, guys, notice that this is a milestone and not a leaderboard, which means, in theory, Everybody who gets a token this week can get a token next week. All right. In theory, we don't know what the event's going to be yet, but it's a milestone event, meaning there's no competition, meaning that everyone who gets a token this week is guaranteed the opportunity at a token next week. You can, if you place in the top five in this event, you can make it to at least week three. 
Then the mod father says that uh, the third and fourth rounds are going to be solo leaderboards. We, they say that each round is going to become increasingly more difficult and competitive, and the rewards will increase each week. So third and fourth weeks, solo leaderboards, that may be a little bit tougher. We don't know what it entails yet, but that sounds like it could be potentially um, a, a payer's event, possibly. But we don't know what it is yet, Gregor. We have no idea what it is. It could be how many alliance helps can you send. All right, well, then everybody is on equal footing. I, I don't know what that – I don't think that's going to be it. All right, just for the record, I don't think it's going to be on Alliance Helps. Don't say it or it might become it. <laughs> it could be on Alliance Helps. I don't know, okay? I don't know what it's going to be, but it could be. We have no idea. Snake Eye says, I'm guessing it's going to be a huge pain in the butt for the milestones, though. I don't know. Maybe. There's not very many milestones that <laughs> – there's not very many milestones that are truly impossible. Of course, I said that after spending 30 minutes railing on this Armada event, so who knows? Okay, Snake Eye says the entire point is to weed people out, though. I agree. You got 70 players in five alliances. That's 350 players getting a gauntlet token. I do imagine that next week they're going to try to whittle that down. Okay, so that could happen. We don't know. Uh, Blitz says everyone's going to have to grind hostels in one system. Only the strong will survive. Hey, it could be something crazy like that. I mean, we have no idea. Snake Eye says I do not expect it to be an easy milestone. Sinclair says the entire point is to weed out the non-payers. Don't know, buddy. I mean, listen, if it's going to end up being a leaderboard event, then then potentially, okay? Uh, potentially. But Let's look at that reward for a second, though, too. <laughs> Agreed. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's take a look at the reward. Folks, uh, the screenshot was just posted. Appreciate that. Heist loot. 16,800 heist loot. I mean, that's not the end of the world. By the way, rank 6 through 10 gets half of that, 8,500. All right, so, I mean, really, what do you stand to lose? 8,500 heist loot. 8,500 heist loot, which, by the way, is about a third of the cost of one G3 epic blueprint. <laughs> it's not a whole lot. Okay? It's not a whole lot. Patron St. Nick says non-well alliances are going to get owned. Again, listen, this game has been preparing you for strong alliances since December of 19. If you are not in an alliance with 70-plus active players, do not expect sympathy from me. I've been telling you since December of 19 with Crucible of War, with uh, the Borg events, and then uh, we've got another one now. What was the other one that just came out that was exactly the same as Crucible? I can't remember now. Yeah, I can't remember it either. I can't yeah. remember. But guys, guys, come on. We've been the, for, for nine months. For nine months, the writing has been on the wall. They're not even on the wall. They have come out and plainly said... <laughs> Attention, attention, Star Trek Fleet Command commanders in the galaxy. You need to be in a 50-man alliance. Do you copy? Over. Minimum 50 actives. 50 actives are what Scopely considers the absolute bare minimum to succeed in this game. <sighs> Sorry, St. Nick. You say you've got 42. I'm sorry. I mean, wh where have you been? Where have you been for nine months? Not, not even to survive, just to win some of these events. Just to win the events. He says we're number one. Well, then your, your server's low pop. <laughs> if you've only got 42 and you're number one, then either you've got a problem on your server or the entire rest of your server has failed to grasp the mechanic. 
okay? But there are alliances like Crucible of War, like Apex that came out, where you got to have 50 players. There have been a lot. Listen, uh, St. Nick, how, have you, how did you do on Apex? Because if you – oh, see, Apex only required 30, wasn't it? It's Crucible that requires 50. Yeah, it's Crucible that did 50. Apex only required 30. So if you got 42, how do you do during Crucible? Do you, do you hit all the milestones? Because, I mean, why wouldn't you – why wouldn't you – okay, you said yes, you've been hitting them. Okay, well, I mean, here's the thing. If you got 42 members in your alliance and you're ranked number one, you probably got room for about 25 more players. I'd probably start filling that up. Okay, I'd start filling that up. Guys, there's Gauntlet, all right? It, in its earliest form here, week one, not terrible. There is a grinder's component. Do I think that this is going to get worse? Yes, I do. <laughs> okay? Yes, I do. I don't know in what way, but I do expect it to get worse. All right? As in more selective, as in more exclusive, as in most of the galaxy is going to be watching from the sidelines. All right? I, I expected that to happen. But for this first week, everybody's got a chance. Everybody's got an opportunity at 8,400 Heist Loot. Get on in there and grab it. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our final break because uh, we have been going on uh, quite some time. We're actually uh, hitting, uh, getting close to hitting our two-hour mark, and I haven't even gotten to one of the bigger pieces of things, uh, bigger pieces of research that I wanted to get to today. Let's take a very quick break. When we return, we're going to talk uh, for a few minutes about... Pure research display. We made a video on it, Snake Eyes and I did, and we published it this week, and it's helping a lot of people, but not everybody knows yet. What do you need to know about the new pure research display? Why are you getting the error message, and how can you work around it? I've got the answer for you coming up right after the break. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Be back in a moment. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Little Cesarean Pizza with guaranteed home delivery through your living room window. President Trump here with a message about postponing the election. And believe me, it's for your own good. It really is. Believe me. When somebody loves you, they can't let this virus shove you. So listen, let's delay. Let me just clarify, let me make it clear, you could get sick from someone near you, let's delay, and you know what, faker than the fakest news is, Joe Biden's lead ain't real, very, very obvious, deeper than the deep state swamp is. Voter fraud is bad. And they'll steal. Hey, it's happened so many times, right? When somebody leads you back to school, it's cause he needs you safe all day. And that's what I'm all about, keeping you safe all day. Schools are really clean, dear. Voting booths have filthy screens, dear. I have two words for that. Stay away. I mean, because quite frankly, who knows where the polls will lead us. They're lying every day. I'm not telling you something you don't already know, believe me. But if you let me love you, I can't put nothing above you. Let's delay. 
<laughs> you guys didn't like it? Thought it was good. I, I kind of think that I would I would listen to an album like that. Just Trump singing all the time. <laughs> Put that on repeat. Uh, welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast, and your mics are potted back up. Uh, yeah, welcome. Welcome into the show. Yes, I see. You guys did not like that. You're wanting to kill me. As a matter of fact, somebody said, <laughs> somebody said, um, I usually do skip stupid news. Uh, I skip through the commercials when I'm listening on podcasts. This is my first time listening live, and, and gosh, I wish that I could skip that. Sorry. <laughs> hey, at least Aardvark says this was not great. Um, <laughs> no, it's all good, guys. You know what? That's the beauty of podcasts, though. You can do what you want. All right? It's like having a DVR for your radio. You guys can skip whatever you want. You can come back and listen however you want. You can, um, yeah. Uh, no, Dur says, I'm going back to podcast only for Wednesday. No, we're, we've been doing pretty good. As a matter of fact, I do want to draw your attention uh, to our uh, Talking Trek announcements room, folks. And uh, Snake Eyes had an idea. We may just briefly touch on this. Uh, and refer you to the video. First of all, guys, we have taken a huge step forward. Your mics are potted up, Gregor. We have taken a huge step forward in the evolution of this show. Talking Trek is getting bigger. It's growing. More people are starting to recognize it and rely on it for its data and its mechanics and its analytics, and I have only you guys to thank for that. Not only the listening audience, but for the contributors. I mean, I get data from so many people, and you guys are the best. You guys are, are plain and simple the best. Thank you all so very, very much. Um, guys, in the uh, Talking Trek announcements room, you're going to see a video link to a YouTube video that we did called Pure, uh, Pure Research Calculation Error. Now, I'm not going to spend 30 minutes going through this, even though, you know what? <laughs> I, yes, yes, I am. I'm going to, sorry, Snake Eyes, I am. I'm going to go through this very, very quickly. Uh, I'm going to be quick about it, though, because... Uh, Truck and Chick, yet again, did some absolutely beautiful, amazing work. So let's throw it in the graphics room very, very quickly. I'm going to pop this down there into the graphics room, and we're just going to briefly touch on this because some people are still missing the relevance of what's going on. For those of you trying to upgrade ship components and getting an error message, well, we have an explanation. We know what's happening. We know what happened. And it has to do with this topic that we talked about on Wednesday. We were super excited, Gregor. We said, this is great for the economy. This is great for the player. Pure researches are now displayed on ship components. You remember we talked about that and we were super pumped. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We were excited because now we didn't have to keep millions and trillions of resources in our base. We could redeem the exact number of uh, tokens that we wanted to and, and spend exactly what we needed to. All right. And uh, we were excited about that. Now, except it ain't working. There's two problems with it. One, it's hinky, uh, it's honky, it's wonky, it's not staying the same for everybody, it's flipping back and forth at complete random times. Some of you guys are seeing base values, some of you are seeing quote-unquote reduced values. Why is that? We don't know. (laughs) It's just happening. I don't know why it's actually happening, but... You might look at your ship dock and get the base value one time and then look again and get a completely different value, 
okay? The reduced value, some people are saying, well, why, what's it using? All right, this last slide right here, these are the researches that it's using in that display calculation. Pure titanium, faction ship structure, pure dilithium, uh, pure parts, pure mats, federate, or um, faction pure mats, and then the bartering researches. That's what it's using. Except we've got a problem. Houston, we have a problem. The problem is that you guys, when you get the lower displayed value, when you get the lower displayed value and it says, your client says, you've got enough to buy that upgrade, you try to buy the upgrade and you get an error message. What's the error message say, Gregor? It says, you don't have enough. You broke. It says, you're too poor. You can't buy this. You do not have enough resources to complete this transaction. Ladies and gentlemen, take a look at this first example. Here was uh, on the Bacor, the Klingon tier uh, G4 miner, the Bacor. Uh, you can see at the very, very top. And again, I'm going to breeze through this. Guys, if you want exact long-winded, it was a 24-minute video. If you want the exact explanation, go through it in the YouTube video. Uh, while you're at it, please subscribe for future content, like the video, leave your comments below the video. I'm trying to grow the channel. As a matter of fact, if I issue you guys a challenge, if we can get to 1,000 subscribers by August 31st, I'm going to give a massive giveaway away. I'm not going to tell you what it is because Panic hasn't approved it yet. If we can get to 1,000 subscribers by August 31st, guys, that's only 21 days. If we can get to 1,000 subs by August 31st, I got a massive giveaway planned. So go watch the video, share it, like it, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff that you do on YouTube videos that I don't know anything about. All right. Uh, the before. Here was the before and the after, the base and the display, except the display is wrong. I'm going to explain why here in just a second because I'm going to just throw all these slides up here real quick. Uh, oh, yeah. By the way, thanks, Chick. Here was the uh, slide that said YouTube broke to buy this component. Boom. There it is. When he tried to buy the component, uh, you got a red X there because the dilithium wasn't enough. All right. Now, it says it only needs one million dilithium. Well, why did one million dilithium not do it? Why didn't it do it? Well, here's the answer. The display is not calculating properly. And when I say display, I mean your client. The client is not calculating the uh, required resources properly. So for example, here's what's happening from a technical standpoint. Before, by the way, this is why, and now I finally understand it, Gregor, why people hated the term rebate. Because it was never actually a rebate. And I got to give shout out to Ripper on this. He's like, I always hated it when people called it a rebate. Because it's been a glitch all along. It was never supposed to be a rebate. This is what was happening. The client was not taking your research into account. The client, your phone, your device was using the base values. So your client required you to have the base values before it lets you hit the upgrade button right? Then you sent your request to the server. The server then said, okay, you do in fact have enough resources. Thank you for completing your purchase. Here's what it's actually going to cost. And we're only going to take what it actually cost after your research. And then you ended up with quote unquote leftovers or what the community commonly referred to as a rebate. But it was never a rebate. It was just like you picking up a sweater that said it cost $100 and you going up to the register and it being 40% off. That's what happened. That's exactly what was happening. The client was not calculating your research. So you're saying it was a sale. 
I'm saying your research earned you member benefits that gave you a discount at the point of sale. How about that? You, you, you have your Books a Million gift card or your Books a Million membership card. Uh, let's, okay, let me give something a little bit more realistic for our listening audience. You had your GameStop membership and you went up to the counter and they gave you a discount because you're a preferred pro member at GameStop. Okay, we'll be sending the bill, GameStop and Books a Million. Pfft, trust me. Okay, bills are coming. All right, that's what happened. Now, let's take a look at some brief math here real quick. And I'm not going to go through this, but for those of you who are the visual learners, you've got these slides. You can use these slides as you're listening to the YouTube video and see if it helps out. This Bacor, okay, it is using pure trite, pure dill, and Klingon ship structure. All right. In this case, it was dilithium that we were short on. We had plenty of trite. Dilithium, we were short. It said that it only needed one million, but that was not the correct value. Now, since this latest patch, the client is trying to calculate your researches, but it's overcompensating. This is why you're getting the error message, folks. This is why you're getting the error message, because the client display is actually too cheap. It's like uh, a product at the grocery store being accidentally mislabeled with a 99 cent sticker and you getting up to the register and it's actually 4.99. Okay? Here's the math on it. Thank you truck and chick for this. This is awesome. Pure dilithium 100% cling on ship structure 68%. So your bonus is 168% uh, plus the 100% from the base. All right? And you can see that the base value that required 3.9 million dill the client said you only needed 1 million deal, but in actuality, you needed 1,455,223. So, if he redeemed enough deal to have 14 or sorry, 1.455 million in his base that was raw, then it went through. He was able to purchase the component and did not suffer an error message because he had enough trite, even though the client now said you don't have enough trite, okay? So what's happening is that the client is displaying wrong. So before, the client wasn't displaying any research. If you had enough of the base value, it sent it to the server, it gave you your discount, it only took from your account what you should have paid for that component, and we saw it as quote-unquote leftover or rebate. Now, the exact opposite is happening. The client tells us that we have enough. Then we hit the upgrade button. It goes to the server, and the server's like, uh-uh, you're short. You don't have enough. Transaction declined. That's what's happening. Your transaction is getting declined by the server because even though the client says you have enough, you don't actually have enough. Take a look at example number two. This was an enterprise uh, kinetic weapon. Same thing. You guys can see the base values there. You can see the math. You can see all the goodies. Okay, why it wasn't working. Here was his before on the dilithium. Uh, posting it up now. These are great slides, Chick, by the way. Absolutely love this stuff, okay? He redeemed enough. Uh, he redeemed enough. Let's see, where did it go? Did I? I think I just got ahead of myself. I'm trying to post it. Yeah, I did. I got enough. Okay, so... Yeah, oops, I shouldn't have posted that one, right? Do I delete that last one? Yeah, boom. Mm -hmm. Okay, get, get rid of that one, sorry. Uh, so example number two, tier seven photon on an enterprise. 
Um, you can see there the bonuses are listed, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You can follow through on the video because a lot of uh, some of these same graphics are used. I'm going to give you one more, and then we're going to get ready to wrap up and play our game. Uh, no, a lot. I'm going to give you two more. Here's uh, shield or hull, polarized hull plating on an Enterprise. Example three. You can see the math. You can see the base values. You can see why it said there was not enough titanium right there. This guy got an error message. It said that it was going to require 266 million trite. The calculation says that you need 291 million trite. He didn't have enough trite in his base. After redeeming tokens, he did. No longer got the error message. He was able to go through. And guys, here is the end-all, be-all. Here's where we come full circle and wrap it up. And then we're going to get out of here. Take a look at this. Example number four. A non-faction ship, Gregor, the Black ISS Jellyfish. You and I were talking about this right before the show. You had an Alliance member who couldn't figure it out. He said, listen, I'm getting this error message. I got enough trite. This is what I'm trying to do. I can't figure it out. Why can't I upgrade my warp, uh, my warp engines? And you and I discussed and said, well, there are only two researches that impact the jellyfish because it's not a faction ship folks the jellyfish is a non-faction ship which means as far as resource go now i'm not talking about parts i'm not talking about materials because all that stuff applies i'm talking about for resources there's only two because the faction ship efficiency or the ship component efficiency ship structure that one won't count because those are for faction ships right so you only have two you have pure trite pure dill Ladies and gentlemen, here is the reason it's not working and the reason we made the video. The reason we went so in detail and in depth in the video, which again, please go and watch. I need all the watch time I can get. I made it that way not only for you, community, but for Scopely as well. Scopely listens to this podcast. Scopely, I'm explaining this in more detail on the video, but I'm kind of going through it now too because I want you to hear me, Scopely. We found it for you. Okay. Ripper found it for you. Okay. This was a community-led effort. Shout out V-Ready. Shout out Order to Chaos. Shout out Ripper. Shout out I Am Pac. We all came together. Now, <clears throat> this is what's frustrating to me, folks. This is what's frustrating. And I'm going to come back into the chat rooms because I've, I haven't been in here. So if you guys are, are posting a couple things. Here's what I'm going to say. This is why your community gets frustrated, Scopely. This is why your community is aggravated because something like this is released into the game. Something like this, whatever happened in the client came out and was not checked. The client came out and has an error message. This was a great concept. I'm very happy with, with putting this into play, but did nobody check the math? Did literally not one person look at it and just double check and make sure that the displayed values were correct? Did nobody do that? Because this took four players in your community a total of about three or four hours to not only diagnose, math it out, test the theory, and solve the problem. Four hours, four players. Four players, four hours, and one solution. Here's what's happening, folks. Take a look in the graphics room. 
Ladies and gentlemen, this is what's happening. Now, I don't know why it's happening. I don't, from a coding perspective, I'm not going to begin to, to tell you. Ripper's explanation is that in dock, ships have no faction. Uh, in hindsight, it almost seems like ships in dock have every faction. Because what's happening, folks, is that all of your faction research is getting combined when they're in dock. So the Enterprise... Not only getting Federation ship structure, but it's getting Romulan and Klingon too. <laughs> Crazy! How did we figure it out? We actually figured it out with the jellyfish. Because the jellyfish is a non-faction ship, meaning it should not have any faction benefits at all. Meaning that for Tritanium, it has one bonus. And one bonus only. It's pure trite. One bonus only. This player had level 10 pure trite. It's a 100% bonus, meaning you take the base value, you divide it by two. The base value on the tier five warp engine component for the jellyfish is 349,100,000. Divide that by two, folks. Cut it in half. 174,550,000 tritanium. Why is the client showing 95.6 million? More importantly, this player did not understand why he had to spend 175 million trite because the display said 95 million. That's a significant difference, right? Then Ripper had the idea to say, hey, listen, let's take a look at these others. Let's take a look at his Klingon ship structure, which was level eight, Federation ship structure, which was seven, and Romulan ship structure, which was six, for a total combined bonus of 165%. Add that to the pure trite, which was 100%, plus his bonus, ladies and gentlemen. The displayed value is incorrectly calculating all factions, even though your ship does not get all factions, obviously. Now, the good news is, here's the good news, folks. There is a silver lining. You are not paying too much. Nobody is going to say, well, it's ripping me off. No, it's not. The server is taking the proper amount. I know why it looks like you're getting ripped off, because it's going to take $175 million when it says that it only takes $95 million or $165 million, whatever. I understand why you think you're paying too much, but you're not. You, you think you're paying too much because Scoopley is literally telling you that it's cheaper than what it actually is. The client is wrong, folks. The client is displaying your research incorrectly. Plain and simple. Now, I know a lot of players are going to say, well, how am I supposed to know? There's only two ways that you can know. Using the base values out of LCARS and a handy-dandy calculator. A handy-dandy notebook. Calculate your own research bonuses and figure it out. You know, <laughs> am I too excited? Sorry. <laughs> Dreamweaver says this is CIA, uh, CSI level stuff. There was, a lot of, there was a lot of research that went into this. But, uh, again, I reiterate, four players, four hours, and we got it. So why, why did this get through, Scopely? Clearly the server has got it right because we are paying the exact amount that we're supposed to be paying. But why is the client calculating the bonuses differently than the server? This only further proves that Scopely's left hand can't talk to Scopely's right hand. The, the server team is not talking to the client team. And, and secondly, why, why are the formulas different? Why are they calculated in two different places anyway? 
I don't understand that. That might be to reduce bandwidth. It might be to reduce server lag. I, I don't know. Maybe. But I, I, don't, I don't understand. I don't understand how the formulas are wrong in two different places. But that's what's happening. So, Scopely, listen. No harm, no foul. We figured it out. Okay? Now the community knows. Hopefully they will. Spread the word. Share the video. Share this podcast. Let everybody know why it's not working if you get the error message. But now, Scopely, it's your turn. It's your turn, guys. We did the diagnosis for you. Now all you got to do is fix it. Now, I do like a good puzzle, <laughs> so I don't mind. Some of the players say, God, why are we the ones that have to fix this? Why are we the ones that have to diagnose this problem? And I'm not, I don't care. I love a good puzzle. All right, get those four guys on the banner issue. <laughs> I love a good puzzle. Okay, I love a good puzzle. So I didn't mind. But now, Scopely, it's your turn. We figured out the problem. Now you just got to fix the client. Okay, fix the client. Easy peasy. I don't know what it is, but it has something to do with this, uh, with this faction. All right, for whatever reason, every ship, faction or not, is combining all the faction research. There you go. There's the answer. Your turn. Your turn, Scopes. And there we go. <laughs> now, folks, I do want you to go watch the video. I need likes and watch time and subs. Watch the damn video, please. Okay? Please? <laughs> uh, guys, don't forget, Panic will be with us Wednesday, and we will be culling the questions for Panic Room coming up tomorrow. If you got a question for Panic, make sure it gets into the room tonight, okay? And because uh, we're cutting it off tomorrow, we've got to go through them all. We've got to send some of them. Trust you me, I do have questions for Panic regarding the USS Discovery. Uh, we're going to be talking about that with the introduction of Discovery Mud. So we're going to see how much he's willing to tell us about that. But all of your questions can be asked as well. We just need them in the questions for Panic Room. All right, so that we can actually go through and, and get those and pick them out. And, I mean, it does take a little bit of prep, mostly for Snake Eyes, but uh, some for me and some for Panic as well. So make sure you guys get to do that. Uh, let's see. Okay, real quick, a couple of quick questions because we are running way, way over. Uh, ISS Jelly Event, honestly can't tell you. Um, they gave me a date. Sorry. Date has done come and passed. <laughs> <laughs> I told you soon, 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 <clears throat> because the date was soon, 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 soon. The date has come and gone. All right. Never would have thunk it, Chick said. Take a soon out of that, and uh, there you go. Bonus refinery, don't have an answer. Badge gate, don't have an answer. Guys, these are going to be questions that we can ask the panic when he gets here. It sounds like Wednesday is not going to be a walk in the park for our dear community manager, panic. Uh, yeah, we'll have to talk to him about that. We did get one in July. Uh, shit. Oh, no, no, we didn't. We got one in June. No, we're missing. Yeah, we're missing July here. So, yeah, Arian says, I feel bad for panic already. Listen, it won't, it may not be the most pleasant of days. I mean, you know, listen, I can always be nice to somebody, but we do have some impatient questions a building amongst us. Okay. Tavi says it was, it's never really been a walk in the park for him, but yeah, we listen as a community, we're a little bit aggravated right now. Are we not? We're a little bit frustrated. We we need a bone thrown our way, guys, okay? We need a bone thrown our way. So maybe a jelly event combined with a five-day bonus refinery? <laughs> I'd be very, very happy. I'd be very, very happy with a five-day bonus refine. Just saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mac, 
I'll take your $5. I'm taking that bet. <laughs> I'm taking that bet. All right, folks. That's going to wrap us up. Guys, please do visit our brand new YouTube channel for all the good stuff that comes out of our shortened teaching series. We're going to be doing some teaching videos, and you know that should be a lot of fun. You guys make sure. Now, wait a second. Why is the bot working now? Hang on a second. Hold your leg. Why is the bot working now? <laughs> hey, we got us. Do we want to go ahead and play? We can go ahead and do a play. What? Uh, why not? It's working now. Herc just got picked. Do you want to do it or not? I don't care. We can do it. Hey. Play. You, you want to play? play? Let's do it. Let's play. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the bot's working. He just got a little bit aggravated. <laughs> I Beglin says a bunch of people left, so it's actually easier now. I feel bad. I hate that. But, Herc, you're my player. Congratulations. Let's just make this real quick because we, we really, we got to go. We got to get out of here. All right, Herc, the game for you today is strip club or daycare. Strip club or daycare. I'm going to give you five business names. All you got to do is decide which is a strip club, which is a daycare. You can now choose chest 1 through 20. I have chosen a random number generator, and I'm uploading the image to you now. Uh, let's see. There's my Discord. Let me find the chat room. And there comes the image. Herc says chest number 4. That's great for you. My chest was number 19. Herc, I'm writing you down. Chest number 4. We're going to be playing with chest number 19. 4 is yours. It's secret and secure. Okay, there you go. And chest number 19 contains 1,000 uncommon Mudmata directives. <laughs> After today's discussion, that may be pretty valuable. 1,000 uncommon Mudmata directives, Herc. All right, are you ready to play? Five businesses, strip club or daycare, are you ready to go? He says, let's go. Here we go. Business number one, strip club or daycare, Big Woods. Delano, Minnesota. Big Woods. Strip club or daycare? Herc is saying... I missed it. Where are you, Herc? He says that's a daycare, and you would be correct. That's a correct answer. Business number two, Northern Lights. Northern Lights in Anchorage, Alaska. Strip club or daycare? Northern Lights. Herc is saying that's daycare, and ladies and gentlemen, he's got it correct. Very good. Two for two. Number three, time out. Time out. Tyler, Texas. Strip club or daycare? Herc says that's a strip club. And ladies and gentlemen, he's batting a 1,000. That's three for three. Number four, spontaneity. Spontaneity. Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Strip club or daycare? Herc says that's a strip club. And you got your first one wrong. That one actually is a daycare. Here we go. Number five, Peyton's Playpen, Brooklyn, New York. Peyton's Playpen. Strip club or daycare, Herc? Herc says that's a strip club, ladies and gentlemen. Four out of five ain't bad. Good job, buddy. Four out of five ain't bad. So, ladies and gentlemen, here. Here's what he's... Now he's got to choose. Hang on. Hang on. The game ain't over. The game ain't over. Right now, you can choose, Herc. You get 80% of the chest that I offered you, meaning that I will give you 800 uncommon mud directives for me to buy your case back. 
800 Mudmata Directives, or you can keep the entire contents of case number four. 100% of case number four. Herc, what's it going to be? Herc says, I'm going to take the deal. You are going to take the 800 Mudmata Uncommon Directives. Congratulations for you, buddy. All right, I'm writing it down. Mudmata Directives, 800 for you, Herc. Congratulations. Hey, listen, I don't think that's a bad deal. We just got done talking about how hard these Armada directives are going to be to get. What did he give up, ladies and gentlemen? What did he give up? We'll discover it on the next show. I'm just kidding. Chest number four. Chest number four contained 5,000 active nanoprobes. 5,000 active nanoprobes for your Borg officers. You guys are saying a good deal. A good deal was made. Good call, Herc. Congratulations to you, and thank you for being a player. Thank you for being a player. Appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Everybody, thank you for being here. My name is Ultimate DJs, and this has been another taping of Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast, and recorded in front of a live studio audience for distribution across podcast platforms everywhere. I'd like to take a second and invite you to visit our website, TalkingTrekSTFC.online. There, you're going to find, find uh, links to our Amazon store, to our merchandise store, to our um, patrons page, and to our YouTube channel, along with our Discord link and everything in between. Everything related to this show can be found at TalkingTrekSTFC.online. I'll see you there. Hey, if you'd like to become a patron, I would like to very much welcome you and thank you for being a supporter of the show. If you got a business and you'd like to take a look at our Talking Trek Patron for Business program, you got gold for business there as well. Hey, want to say a quick thank you to our uh, individual contributors, Gregor, Ska, Benkman, I Beglum, Big Country, Trash Panda, Zoom, and Hank. Thank you so much, Lord Neelix. Chuck's the Grunt, Pops, Dark Lord, Stevens Aaron, JB, Ahab, Energy, Fukum, Hi, I Bombed You, and Thorn. All gold sponsors, thank you so very much. Virtual Army, Jayberg, Starfox, Morgul, DJ Gurr, Red 2, Unhani, Just Skippy, Aceus, Azriel, Dunk, and Bojack. Thank you for being gold sponsors of the show. Ape, Crush, Jonathan Ingram, Jason, Tabby, Moza, Regis, Arthur Pendragon, Lady Kess, Frank Gallo, Weg 2020, Engineering Free Philly, Hudson, and Doc 31. Thank you. McRock, Morpheus, Fartasia, Nick Burns, Glitch, Cam, Coulter, NC, and Jetski. All gold sponsors of the show. Thank you. Wingnut, Filler, Fluffy Puma, CCXN, Grubs, Devil's Advocate, Hammer of Gods, Goofy Names Rock, Leonidas, and our two newest gold patrons. Thank you. Space Sheriff and Olfino. Thank you so very, very much for supporting the show. Thank you, guys. I very much appreciate it. My name is Ultimate DJs. I will see you this coming Wednesday for an early taping. We'll be taping live with Panic Community Manager live from Barcelona, Spain at 1 p.m. Eastern Time this coming Wednesday. My name is Ultimate DJs. I love you. See you later. Bye-bye.